Hey guys, do you want to play some Dungeons and Dragons? We do play dragons, actually. The wagon. Great. Welcome to Diefall Presents Dragonlance Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Uh, everyone's level three now. Yay. We're gonna- Dragonlance? Uh, what? <laughs> Dragonlance? God damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna do the recap so we can get into this as quickly as freaking possible. Uh, hey, we were in the idyllic little village of Vogler taking part in the Kingfisher Festival. It was nice. It was fun. Everyone was having a great- time and then we did this you know kind of little fun uh, reenactment of a battle on high hill it was a great time and then uh there was a betrayal and people started dying and real weapons were being used to murderize the militia folk of uh vogler and our players here uh did their best to save as many of them as possible as it seems that some of the ironclad regiment uh, led by cudgel iron smile were paid off bought something we have a captive we're looking to interrogate said captive and find out what happened why what's the point and why all the murder etc etc so we find ourselves starting our game back in vogler we would be returned here to the Brass Crab, which has been uh, hastily reconstructed into a bit of a uh, meeting chamber and hospital. The Is it a war room too? Uh, sure, a war room, some may say, in the main chamber of the Brass Crab. Uh, it's, uh, it's a bit tense, I would say, as you all, Mayor Raven, Cudgel, Becklin, and Derrett would all be in attendance immediately here. The Brass Crab's owner, Yalma, has prepared the tavern's common room uh, for a night of celebration, as is normally followed uh, after High Hill. But unfortunately, those plans are quickly abandoned. The food is somewhat left out and the drinks are utilized here, but mostly everything is turned into a place to tend to the wounded. Or... A meeting of, you know, the elders here in Vogler. As you're all gathered around, Yalma kind of tending to things as much as possible here, Mayor Raven would be the ones the one to address the chamber first. I've already instructed villagers to tend to the wounded and recover the bodies of those murdered in High Hill. I need to know why, Cudgel, the ironclad regiment attacked it seems you were betrayed in some way but why we have the captive mercenary thanks to you all don't know how else we would have gotten information it will likely lead to a bit of an interrogation here in a moment we need to also know whether other dangerous mercenaries are afoot and scouts need to be sent out on the countryside to find out anything more I've been told, and have noted, that some of you utilized magic, particularly that of healing. I would ask, she looks kind of directly over at Reyna here, that you utilize perhaps your abilities to help as many of the people ailing as possible, and give you time and resources as necessary to do so. 
Cudgel will butt in at the end of this year. Oh, I only have one concern here. I need to find the fate of my troops, and what happened to them, and why the fuck they would have attacked us. And I need to go now. Right after that mercenary's been interrogated, I'm leaving. So let's get this over with. I need to see who else is... compromised. This leaves the floor open here for any of you to have any input on what to do next, or posit any information you might have. I would turn to Cudgel, be like... Uh, Cudgel, yes, hello, sorry, I... Now, look, I'm not one to point fingers, I'm not trying to do anything like that, however, I am wondering... Did you not in any of the preparations for this battle or anything notice the... very non-wooden weapons being prepared and carried about by your... your soldiers? I could see them glinting in the sun as they charged us. I was foolish enough to think that I could take part in the Kingfisher festivities, and I was not with my unit when they were making preparations this morning. I had left that to Gregonis, someone I had thought a trusted lieutenant. Oh, well, fair enough. Gregonis is either the ogre fellow. Yes, the half-ogre fellow that has been deftly removed from issue. How long had he been your second in command, did you say? No, oh, wouldn't call him my second. A trusted lieutenant is what I would have called him. No, he's been around months. It's been a while. No longer than a year, but months. Has he always sort of, you know, behaved, fallen in oh, line? He's or? always itching for a fight, but it's good to have big, large fellas itching for fights on your side when you go looking for fights. She gestures over to the two large siblings in the room that tend to itch for fights. Oi. It's good to have people like you in the corner, right? What's that supposed to mean? You're big and well. you like to fight. And that's a good thing. Most of the time. What about, what do you mean most of the time? Well, when you're in a mercenary company and your job is to fight things, it's a good thing to have. When is it not a good thing? When am I not a good thing? When You're that always itches... a good thing, brother. It's fine. <sighs> he cares for smaller words. My apologies. Please My sorries. Him. I don't know how small I need to go here. It's fine. Regardless, I think we go beat some information out of that um, captured man. Hmm? I agree. Good. Brother! What? It's time we tag team! Pull some fingers. Wait, what, what are we... Uh... Is no, that not a good that, idea? No, not like last that. Time, remember last time we did that? Uh... It must have been so unimportant that I have forgotten what happened. We got yelled at. That's all I remember. It was... That, that I don't was remember... I it was the one. Was it normal. was the one we were pulling the fingers from. Oh my god, that that's yelling. enough! Let's go! She will start stomping off to the back room where the mercenary is being kept. Whoever wants to join her can. The mayor, uh, Raven here gives Cudgel kind of the leeway in conducting the interrogation. Um, but she will kind of stop anyone that goes to, you know, to the back room there to follow Cudgel. Don't don't let her kill him. 
He still could be used for information, and he's a helpless man now. Don't... Don't let her be wasn't. To death. He wasn't helpless when he was on a horse. <sighs> trying to fight you. I, it's uh, funny how the tables turn, isn't it? It is... Your decision. But my request that you perhaps... Don't... Overly harm him? We will only do what is necessary to gather information. She'll give you a nod and proceed to the back chamber there. As you move that direction, Cudgel will over her shoulder say, His name is Vilt. It's one of those SV names, kind of like your brother here. I trusted him too. She'll go pounding through the door there, and you'll see the man sitting in a chair, bound by a fishing net. He looks up, this kind of grizzled expression. The wounds are, well, bandaged, but you can see where the rips are through his armor and clothing and the, where the blood was spilled here, and he spits off to the side and goes, Oh, fucking finally, I've been waiting all afternoon for this part. You're excited to get your ass beat. I'm excited to just be done with it, whether or not you're going to kill me or let me go or anything otherwise. And Kajua will move forward and just punch him directly in the face, much like she did previously. A tooth goes flying out, blood spraying to the side, and she goes, You'll fucking talk when I tell you to talk. I grab them by the wrist and I squeeze it and I turn them around to me. She looks at me and goes, What? Have you done this before? Not recently. You are too emotionally compromised to do this. You will not be doing the torturing. You will be witnessing. She looks up at you and then considers a moment, and then nods. She will move away and step to the corner of the room, quite clearly recognizing your words as truth. She is emotionally compromised in this moment. The captive, Zvilt, will look up and then, again, kind of spit some blood off to the side. Oh, fine then. Who the fuck am I going to be talking to? Me, first. Good. What do you want, uh, Ogly? Svartle Sp would, uh, as, as, you know, Ravenna does her thing, Svartle would just come in and slam a chair next to him and just kind of sit eating like a cabbage or something. <laughs> okay. Big like right next to him. Sitting next to yeah. him, leaning in. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like nod, like, mm, yeah. Yes. Mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ravenna, the floor is yours. He looks up at you rather defiantly in this moment. What do you want to ask or do? You seem like you are a capable fighter. <laughs> then again, you did try to run earlier. Good fighter knows when to retreat. <laughs> Not very Are you fast. <laughs> yes, that's correct. You did get it. <clears throat> Are you afraid of death? Not afraid of anything. Nothing. Nothing? Yeah, nothing. Really? Yeah. He kind of falters on that a little bit as you continue to press him. Yeah, nothing. Do you have something to fight for, then? Aye, money. Oh, we were money. getting paid good amount of money. Really? Aye. More than Cudgel over there could ever afford. <laughs> I raise an eyebrow. 
How much money? I don't need to fucking tell you, huh? Well, I mean, obviously you're not going to get it, so I mean, somebody might have to collect it. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fine, 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 fine. A good amount of money. Considerable amount of money. Gorgonis came back with it, hired a bunch of us to do this whole damn thing. He keeps saying a lot and considerable. I don't think he knows how to count. We, we never got to see the amount. Gorgonis had it all, and but he, you know, he convinced us all that it was worth a while. So he could have been lying to you. Hey, we saw the sack of gold. We didn't get to count it. Could have been rocks. It was gold. I saw it with me own eyes. Were you paid sure, up sure. for this? <sighs> we were to be paid after. Oh, that seems somewhat convenient. Very convenient. It was almost as if you were set up to fail. Whatever it is, we were going to get paid. No, you weren't. Whatever. It was a considerable amount of gold. Gregonis went into the woods, about it, then returned you think about with it, a bag you, of gold. I will then, I will like, then slam my hand on his hand where he's, mm -hmm. or like, and I'm going to squeeze mm. really uncomfortably. You were nothing but bait. You are worthless and replaceable, easily swayed by coin. You have no honor. You are disposable, and so is your life, because you fear nothing. And there is really nothing in this world that you favor more than gold, which makes you highly susceptible to being persuaded and even baited. <laughs> God, Ravenna, are we trying to get information or cause an existential crisis out of this? I'm making a point here. If there is, if there is any information you have, you should share it with us now. Because as far as we're all concerned, and your hires, you're already dead. Roll me an intimidation check with advantage. Advantage? Yeah. I, I think I kind of good at that's these. a twenty-one. That you're pretty I'm, good at I'm, that. I'm pretty good at these. <laughs> you're pretty good at that. All right. Yeah. And he looks up and he's, "Fuck you, fine. You're right. I might as well already be dead." Gregonis planned to kill Cudgel, take control of the Ironclad Regiment. He went off into the woods a few days ago, west of the camp, returned with a bunch of gold. Right. I saw it. It is real sack of it. He looks over like past you towards Cudgel says, when you go look at Gorgonus' tent, you'll probably find it in the in the trunk there. It'll be there. Gorgonus hired, uh, well, us, his friends, his most loyal mercenaries, to attack <laughs> the militia during the reenactment. <laughs> what? I'm most giving you the information. I know you are, but at the same time, you are just a damned fool. Most honorable, most trustworthy. For him, yeah. You are a disgrace of a fighter. Fucking let me finish, and then you can make whatever judgments you like. He planned to raid Vogler after. With the weakened militia, he figured that there'd be nothing stopping him after he took control of the Ironclad Regiment. Which he would be right, if he was successful. 
I don't know who gave Gorgonus the gold. Don't know where he went. But he came back with enough to, well, get quite a lot of us on his site. Quite a lot of gold. There were some uh, that remained at camp. The ones, uh, Jayev, he looks again over at Cudgel. He stayed. The other ones at the camp, I think they're probably still loyal. But, uh, the ones that Gorgonus paid, oh, we all accompanied him to the reenactment. Set up a trap, encircled the militia. Try and kill Cudgel and the, uh, the fray. Didn't work out, thanks to you lot. To Cudgel, I want to ask, has Gregor seemed odd as of late? Does it seem like something that he would do? He's a big-ass brute of a man, or was. Yeah, he'd do anything for coin, I think, probably. And as long as he got to bash a couple heads in. Aye, and I think probably taking control of the Ironclad Regiment would be something he'd be interested in doing. But I don't, I don't know. He's never acted odd or off. He's a big man that likes a fight, and that was worthy, and that was enough for me. Now, it is good to hear that Jayev is probably alive. He's my actual second-in-command. Uh, it seems that some of the Ironclad Regiment may still be loyal, which is also a good thing. It means that investigating this is going to be a little bit easier. Then we should head to the camp. Oh, she like she'll shake her head here and... I'll take some of what remains of the militia here and some of our people, but I think perhaps you need to help these people as much as possible. I'll do the investigating. Maybe you can help with the scouting. We don't know if the countryside's safe. We don't know who Gorgonus met with or anything like that. Which is why you probably shouldn't do these affairs on your own. Exactly what I was thinking. <sighs> and again, I do not mean to insult you, but you are still emotionally compromised. I. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You are closely tied to this, so you need somebody with an even head to go with you. Alright. I'm not gonna fight you on it. It's fine. Whatever you want to do. I'll take that, uh... I'll take the help that we can get, but, um... I think check in with the mayor and Becklin. See if they've got anything that needs doing. Again, more than capable of doing it myself, but... Alright. And you! He looks up. Yeah, what now? Do I die now? Would you like to be an actual fighter? Would like to an survive the night? That would be my first thing. Well, if you answer my question with actual answers, you might be able to. Alright, go on then. I will make a deal with you. I will hire you. Mm. Since you are so easily swayed by coin. Listening. I will hire you to help with the forces here. Train them. Work with them. That piss-out militia that we just put the dent in, you want me to train them? And that money that you saw, I'll give it to you. He looks over at Cudgel. 
Cudgel will look at you. Are you sure you know what you're doing? I'm going to hold up the finger. She'll shrug. I... You don't really care about being a warrior. You just want coin, correct? I... Yeah. So I'm offering it. Sure. Gets me out of this chair, out of the bindings, maybe healed up a little bit. Sure. I'll train the damn militia. But here's the thing. You're going to have to actually mean it. Fine. I'm going to have somebody supervise you. Can't wait to hear who that is. And whenever you unsatisfy them mm. in your performance and in your actions, I will take one gold coin away. Oh, don't worry about me. I aim to satisfy. Good, because it's a lot of coin. So we're going to get out of this chair or what? Of course. And I go to untie him, and then I break his pinky. Oh, God. <laughs> There's a crunching sound. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, what the fuck was that? Oops. Well, I hope he doesn't have to train them with that hand, I suppose. Just a r little reminder. Fuck. Fine. Of what could happen if you try and cross us. He'll nod and kind of seethe a little bit here, but you do untie the net from around him. I pat him on the back and I go, just put a splint on it. You'll be fine in a couple of days. I was going to play a little good cop and just like, you'll be fine. Pat him on the back and just cure wounds. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. That's a whole Don't thing. Don't let her see that or she'll do it again. <laughs> The issue is, Cure Wounds does have some visual components to it. That's um, fine. That's, I mean, as, you, as he moves out of the room, I think Kudgel will also just come over to Ravenna and the group. I'll put him under some watching guard, but that's, I mean, we got to go see the rest of the mercenaries then. Um, and also, I think the mayor is going to be a little surprised that we left him unguarded or, well, freed him, I guess. I'm pretty sure the instructions were to not kill them. Mm. So I did just that. Right. If there's a problem, then I will answer for it. Fine. It's on you then, not on me. Let's go back out there, I guess, and I'll see what's next. And yeah, go back out. The prisoner, or was once prisoner, Svelte, will be uh, kind of posted up on the side and be seen to as well. Um, the cure wounds, however, you know, having handled most of the worst portions of his most recent wounds. Back in the war room, the mayor would address you all. So, what is it then? Do we have more to fear? Is there something else that we need to be prepared for? Is we give well, up all the found steady employment? Well, that's a positive, I suppose. Yeah, she'll definitely give a look at them. What? Say employment? Yes, I'm afraid I'm not exactly the main contractor here. You're gonna have to ask Ravenna, I think. You told us not to kill him. Fine. Yeah, you're right. And he wastes space and food if he just sits there the whole time. Fine. Fine, whatever you think is best. You, um, you've been helping us quite a lot, and that's fine. But what's next here? I, I think um, she looks over to Becklin, and Becklin will try and like calm her and take over here. There's some things we need to do. We need to, one, go to Cudgel's camp, see if there's anyone there that's still loyal, and ensure that there's 
safety there for those people still. Second, we need to set out scouts, those that um, know the surrounding area of Vogler, or perhaps are capable of navigating it to see if there's anything around us we need to be aware of. And the last of which is going to be we need to rest and help these people, and she gestures around the makeshift hospital here, heal up as much as they can. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring us, but I do know right now we've got a lot of hurt people. So, I'll leave it to you all. Where do you think we should begin? I turn to turn to the rest of the comrades. That's up to you, all with the sparkly hands. Let's just keep some details to ourselves. <laughs> Venna. Yes, brother. Why Why are we staying here? Why are we not going home? Because, brother, there is a great fight afoot. But, like, we can find our own fights. Why are we helping these people? This one is more tactical, not straightforward. And it brings me great thrill and adrenaline. You, and I feel compelled gotta, to help You always them. gotta have the glory. I, 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 I don't... I don't want to be here. I don't want to see the reason to stay here. I don't know why we're helping these people. It doesn't make any sense. I... You would shame uh, our clan. What is the shame? These people need help. Yeah, they're all puny. They always need help. They need help anyway. That is why they especially need help, brother. Because they are puny. They are like little here. babies. Yeah, I don't know what's happening And you here, would not about leave home? a little baby in a forest full of wolves. What's happening at home? Is anything... What, I don't know what's happening here. Is there... Is this a bigger thing? Is there you something at home You wouldn't know what was happening about? at home because you weren't there. While you all there. have this brotherly sister spat, I'm going to go ahead and get my hands dirty. Thank you, Sparkle Fingers. <laughs> That's not fair. I was there for a little bit. Then you left when Mother died. And this is, this is yeah. what you do to carry on our legacy? Walk away? What, what legacy? What legacy? We came to do the thing. We, we met with the people and we saw true. the we green that. shield guy. And I understand we're, that, we're brother. We're done. Do you want to be done? Do you want to leave? Where will we go next? why we have to stay. Well, what will we do? Go home. You're just going to go right back into the woods. I will stay here then. You will leave. You've already well, done it before. Go. You could do it again. And I will squint and I will storm out. <laughs> Cudgel will go with you, expecting that we're probably going to the camp here to at least investigate what's happening. Yes, Um. Reyna, as you make your way about, are you going to utilize any of your magic here to assist these people? Or are you going to just kind of stick to straight medicine check? kind of roles we're gonna keep it pretty simple it was okay. a heat of desperation when we saved uh Darrett, so okay we're gonna try and lay low sure okay so roll me um like three medicine checks here just also angel i would say razik would also um lend a hand for oh, sure. medical aid and, and stuff like okay that. then you can roll all oh well yeah um, if you want to, I mean, all of those are really good anyways, but you can roll all three again with the advantage and assistance from Razik as you guys are doing this stuff together. The first three are 15, 15, uh, and eight. But if you want to 
again roll those, Reyna, for advantage. And they're all right. So it'll be one of them goes to a 19. So it'll be 19, 15, uh, and still an eight. But relatively pretty good as like a, a group check here as you're able to assist uh, in the injured people around the brass crab in this kind of makeshift hospital setting. There's not a lot of, you know, professional or clean bandages to go around. Most of it is coming from ripped up uh, bed sheets and things like that from the inn, then, you know, soaked in, in boiling water and things like that, and then applied as necessary around. But you're able to help quite a few people in at least, you know, stopping the worst of their wounds uh, and get them into recovery. Uh, as we kind of pay attention to things happening inside the inn here, you would note as well um, a small gnomish man moving about, doing the same thing and assisting, but you would note quite interestingly here, I think, Razik, this would be most relevant to you, is that as he moves about to help people, he has this tiny little machine. It's like, a, it looks like a small spider. And as he places it on people's, you know, cut skin, this little spider, like a tiny sewing machine, will stitch the wounds as it crawls across uh, people's chests or arms or legs or wherever they've seen, you know, quite severe lacerations. Well, I mean, I, I guess upon seeing that, Razik would say to the, the gnome, uh, excuse me, what is <laughs> that? Huh? Oh, <laughs> Hi, yes, uh, uh, hello. Uh, um, what is that? Uh, this is Pinky. He's, um, my little friend, little, little, little spider guy. Um, uh, hi. Uh, and he looks up at you and we see a, a small gnomish man, black hair, curly, um, rather, uh, fidgety, uh, big nose and, and a bit of a black beard down his, his chin here looks up and, huh, yeah, this Pinky, he, uh, he helps me out from time to time and doing things, and, uh, right now he's little stitching people up, um, because I don't really have the hands for it, and you look at him, and his, his hands are a bit shaky. Oh, is it a cre- is it mechanical, or? What? Oh, I, what is, did uh, you make that yourself? A little mechanics, a little magic, you know, a couple of things here, a couple of things there. <laughs> you, you ask a lot of questions. <laughs> well, I'm- <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. Um, yes, and most normally I keep these things to myself because they tend to freak out the locals a little bit, but, you know, think uh, times are need and all that. How did you... How did you make that? Uh, first question, who's asking? Oh, <laughs> um, I'm Razik. I'm not from around here, I'm afraid. I'm quite far travelled. I was here for Ispin's funeral and... I've gotten wrapped up in recent events. I've only ever seen tieflings in books. It's actually quite exciting to see you there. Uh, my name is Than, uh, rather than Then, it's Than. Uh, I'm a bit of a tinker uh, and things. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice to meet you, Than. I, I would say I'm a bit of a, a tinker myself, though oh, so not as accomplished as you, I, I think. Oh, no. Perhaps you just need a little bit more time to um, harness your craft or something along those lines. Um... You're not going to take Pinky away from me, are you? No, of course not, no. I, I, I'm just admiring it as all. Oh, 
Oh, good. <laughs> I was a little nervous for a moment. Um, Becklin normally lets me keep all the little things that I make, but sometimes the ones that make people a little bit more uncomfortable, she has to kind of take away sometimes, you know? <clears throat> but she did let me keep my biggest and most my most impressive one. Um, if it, it, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, something, you have more than just, than Pinky here. Uh, yeah, of course. I've got plenty of things. Um, uh, the, Becklin's really kind. She lets me, um, uh, work on things in Thornwall Keep sometimes. Uh, then not to put you on the spot, but could I have a look? I mean, I would love that if there's nothing else for us to do here. Yes, yes. Our, of course, uh, yeah. Once we've uh, helped, uh, sure, 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 we need to help the, the people, right? The people, <laughs> the people. Uh, and then, and then, when we're done, perhaps, perhaps we will go. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> do I overhear this? Yeah, I, I mean, they're like kind of off on the side, and you, you're watching this tiny little spider guy go <laughs> with the the look, suture look. there. Razik and I'm really bad with names. Then, rather than then, if you want then. to go <laughs> and relax, I've got this here. You've helped plenty. Thank you. Well, I, I guess I would ask Joel. Looking around, does it seem like everything's more under control? Well, so, or? so this, what we would be looking at here, is a length of time of about an hour, right? Where you are helping all of these people as much as you possibly can, triaging patients that are beyond help, or helping the ones that can be helped above table this is really just Reyna seeing the excitement that he has like this is probably the excited I've ever seen Razik you know if that makes him happy then fine just like <laughs> probably you, go you do, do you. something that makes him happy after today sure <laughs> <laughs> all right well Than let's finish up here and then yes. if you're more than, uh, more than happy I'd, I'd love to to see more yeah I would love to show you that'd be great um yes of course and you know you'll work together um you and him and Reyna to assist as much as possible with with helping the people you know heal and things of that nature um before we we go out to follow Cudgel and Ravenna I want to stop in with Talonor in the intervening amount of time Talonor what would you be doing um probably sort of pulling up a stool and kind of feverishly checking and repacking my bag while having an internalized panic attack I imagine as there's a lot yeah. of people who just saw me use magic in that fight, and I have mm -hmm. no idea who any of them are. <laughs> One person in particular will absolutely approach you here, and it's Darrett. Um, Darrett mm -hmm. is limping somewhat, but has been magically healed on the battlefield here, so he's actually looking much better than many of the other people in our, uh, our little hospital. And he'll come over to you, and he pulls up a stool, and he'll sit down. And... That was a hell of a day, huh? Oh, yep, certainly was. Good to see you on your feet. Last I saw you, I think you were sort of being skewered to the ground. Yeah, I, um, I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit. Uh, you saw me die, mm. right? Uh, I'll be sure. I was a little far away, but it certainly looked like, like that, yes. Yeah, um, and then uh, golden sparkly magic brought me back, right? Oh, something along those lines, I suppose, yes. And then I watched... By Rainer, I think. I think it was Rainer. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> and then I stood beside you as you called down the moonlight to vaporize our enemies. Oh my goodness, you must have been running a fever. No, 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 I, I mean... I mean, maybe I've never been that close to death before, you, you so sound, perhaps... You sound delirious. Falling down moonlight. 
I do sound delirious. Um, yes. That's... Are you feeling okay now? Better than I did then, but I'm, I feel sure of what I saw and, well, I've been helping around and, and some of the militia members have also said they saw you do things, magic things, a, a bright flash oh, of light that blinded our enemies and fire conjured from your hands and... Are you mm. a mage? Uh, uh, you can just see the internal conflict going across his face. <laughs> yes? You're what if I said yes? What about yes? I, I mean, it would make me feel a little bit better that I'm not going crazy. Um, And that would be incredible. I haven't seen mages here in Vogler in such a long time and... and, and well, it, you know, if I wasn't going to be in the Salomonic Order, and if I had any form of magical ability, I, w I would have wanted to be a mage too. It, it must be incredible, Ooh. you know, being a mage of high sorcery and all of that must be such an experience for you. Oh, yes, it's um, quite the honor, you know. We like to keep it low key, you know. We don't like to flash oh. our celebrity around, so just right. It could be unsettling. People aren't used to magic. Mm. I understand. No, 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 no. Your secret, um, well, it's not necessarily safe with me because I think. We've talked about it quite a lot here in town since the fight because it was, it was fucking incredible. Oh. oh, good. Good. I'm glad it was appreciated by, um, yes. Um, your boss mentioned caravans that go to other cities. Oh, yes. I, I mean, well. Do you think they'll, they'll be going with the events or anything? Uh, well, I'm, Any I'm not... ships sailing out of here or? You could always take a, a fisher boat, uh, charter one to, to out of here if you need it. Yes, middle of middle of nowhere sounds good. Um, I'm yeah, good. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Talonor. D I didn't mean to. It, it's quite clear I pushed a button here. Um, I didn't mean oh, to. Oh no, that. it's quite all right. It's just you know, um, trying times in the majors of high sorcery, and we're in high demand everywhere. So oh, sh sure, yeah, can't help everyone at once. Oops. Right. <laughs> No, I, and of course I don't. I don't want to take up more of your time. You've obviously got bigger and better things that you you need to handle. And um, well, I, I just I well, I wanted to make sure I, I wasn't going insane. No, no, not not insane. Unfortunately, um, good to see you up though, up and about. That's uh, good. Right. You must have uh, a hell of a headache. Is there a what is there? Is there is there a hole there now, or how did how did you heal up? Uh, well, um, actually, and he'll like pull his shirt up to where the, it's bandaged but it doesn't necessarily need to be and he'll pull the bandage up and you'll see just like a fresh pink scar where the puncture wound Ooh. of the spear once was it fully healed well that's a it's a good but... trick isn't it i can't do that i can't do that you have to be thanking reina for that i um i i will um does it mean the gods are back I'm sorry, what? Well, well, magic like this was from legends. Ispin used to tell us stories about it. Um, that back, the breaking and the cataclysm of the world that the gods used to, well, they used to give powers to people before they disappeared. And things like healing magics, which haven't been around mm. for 200 years. Now, I've been educated a little bit on, on magic-y matters, Joel. Yes. Well, how much would I actually know about this? 
Um, I mean, you would... Being from a, a rather high-class house uh, of elves and being magic in nature and having spent time in your apprenticeship, actually learning things before deciding not to, you'd know a good bit. Hmm. So I, I in that case, I'll say something. Yes, that, 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 sounds, that sounds about right to me. Um, people should really be talking about that, you know? I think that's, that's quite the major development. Um, um, they are. Oh, they good. They haven't really good. brought it up yet, but I told Becklin hmm. all about it, and um, well, well, she told me to stop telling people um, before she got oh. the opportunity to talk to Reyna herself. Uh, it, I, I, I'm sure it's probably fine, really. Um, it's just kind of exciting that, uh, I mean, you know. It's the reason you're alive. Right. You know? I'm very excited about it. The gods are it. back. They clearly like you, don't they? Look at that. Well, they like Rainer well enough to like me, I suppose. In any case, I'm thankful that I get to continue to walk around here. Uh, but I just, I, you know, because you're a magic user, I thought maybe perhaps you had a little bit more insight. Um, well, I, what she's telling you is more back? or less true to what I know. I don't know anything about that. But all I know is about the magic that she seemingly used. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, no, that's... It's, it's, it's of that origin, I believe, so... <clears throat> You know, no, empirical yeah. evidence is pointing to uh, her not lying to you. Right, evidence, empirical. I know those words. Sure. Um, I, um, well, maybe I'll, I'll talk to her about it. I don't want to bother. He, like, looks over, and this is in the points in time where Razik and Reyna are, you know, helping and fixing and suturing and medicining all over the place here. And Maybe when she's done. Oh, I had one question for you, actually. You you said you don't get mages in Vogler here often. Yeah. When's the last time one came round? Or do they come round at all? Or do you mean never? Or Well, Ispin had some friends that were mages, and when he was alive, they would come to visit sometimes. A lot of them live here, though. No sort of check-ins or, no. you know. What a shame. I would have liked to chat with them, but okay. Well, that's how it is, I suppose. You just see Talonor visibly decompress. Yeah, right. Like, no one's going to come look at him for, for all of this. Yeah. He's just like a staring at every person in the pub like, are you? Are you? <laughs> Someone in disguise. Uh, yeah. In, no, I, um, sorry. I'll, I'll stop bothering you. You're clearly, uh, doing something with your bag there. Um... But thank you for your help in saving me and the town. Oh, that's quite, that's that's all right. I suppose I yeah, it's I, I suppose quite so. heroic of you. Well, I was there too. You know, I was I was quite keen on surviving as well. But thank you. No, yes, of course. Very happy to see you. See you alive. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, of course. Uh, I'm gonna check in with Becklin and, and see if there's anything I can uh, help with. Uh, thanks. Good idea. And he'll hop off the stool and kind of limp on over to where Becklin is here. Um, Talonor, is there anything else that you would like to to do in the time being? I suppose him making it obvious that I'm incredibly obviously rummaging through my bag in a panic attack. I'll just throw my bag to the floor and put my head in my hands. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. This is our, our little check-in time with Svartle after your argument with your sister. She has gone storming off with Cudgel uh, to go investigate the uh, the mercenary camp and see what can be found there. 
What are you doing? Um, Sparta would be... I mean, he'd be in his own head, but he'd be brooding. He'd essentially be like... You, you'd visibly see in his face that he's just kind of staring off into nothing, but he's, you know, he's doing the the little help he can do around around the, you know, whatever, uh, the the little triage area. Sure. If people are people are squirming while they're being sutured. He'd like just hold their. Sure, you would help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll, just roll he's the like, medicine yeah, check. Let's do it. Let's whatever. see. Let's see how, you know, nature's medicine does here. Okay. That is a nat one. I think like every time you move to help someone here, right? And you come over and you, you know, like, oh, do you need help or something like that or whatever it is? People just like look up at you visibly scared, just terrified. Yeah. What I imagine too is like, so, you know, say somebody's like suturing somebody's wound and they're like wiggling. So mm -hmm. like what, what Serato would do is he'd try to hold the hold leg them. down so like it sure. doesn't wiggle. And maybe hold a little too hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, you do help, but everyone is just mostly terrified. Uh, yeah. And I think that's what comes away from it here is that people are just scared of you. Yeah, that makes sense. And he's he's very much in his own, like, he's pissed. Like, he, so Spartal is <laughs> Just angry is looking angry while he's doing this. Because he's, because he's like, you know, he's, he's sick of his sister most of the time <laughs> when she's off doing her old, her honor and glory crap. So this is just another one of those little sisters being little sister, and he's just kind of annoyed and pissed. So sure. like, you know, that, it that comes I think across. Is <laughs> it comes yeah. across pretty heavily yeah. here. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll we'll take a moment here as we kind of like back away from the brass crab, and we'll follow Cudgel and Ravenna outside of of town here. Um, Cudgel will make her way to the gates where there are a couple of guards here, and she'll look back at, at Ravenna and go. You know how to ride. Yes. Good. And she'll gesture over and one of the uh, militia members will hop off a horse and say, That's yours. We're going now. It's going to be a bit of a way. All right. Let's go. And so you'll ride uh, a few miles up and outside of, of town here. Um, out into some like rolling hills outside of a bit of a forest and a clearing where the mercenary camp is set up. And the camp itself does seem pretty well put together uh, in that, you know, it's well organized. It seems to be uh, well appointed. The tents and things are in neat and even rows. Uh, you can see that there are mercenary members out there, you know, tending to fires, cooking meals, um, polishing weapons and things like that. Um, and as Cudgel arrives and like hops off her horse quickly, not really looking back to where you are here, um, she'll just start shouting out, JF! JF, where are you? And eventually, uh, JF Veldrews will come into view. He's a bald man, about middling height. He has a large curved sword sheathed at his side, and he has a red beard where he is fitfully smoking on a pipe. He will make his way over to Kajlan. Boss, I'm over here. And he will come, you know, quickly into view and immediately address her and goes, what the fuck happened? I don't know, JF, and I was hoping that you would be able to find out something here. This is Ravenna. She helped us out on the hill, and uh, we need to do a little bit of investigating here, huh? How many of us are uh, still loyal? He goes, oh, everyone left in camp is still loyal. Don't worry about that. If they weren't, well, we would have lost pretty easily here, I think. Mm. 
They, um, apparently have heard of the events at High Hill, and there were some, and he will begin to, like, walk deeper into camp here, where you will see staked out some ten mercenaries, just in a row, bound, uh, to stakes behind their back here. And we found some that were loyal here, that were hoping to get the jump on you, should you make it back. And Kaja will nod, she'll look over at Ravenna. Well, you've kept my head steady for the rest of the night here. Uh, I would have them executed. What do you want to do? Not yet. We need to see if any of them have any other information that we might need. Sure. And she'll nod. They are easily swayed by coin as well, so we have the advantage. Plus, we could just kill them. And what you'll find here is that with Gregonis, like, dead and gone, they're all willing to, to speak. And they essentially all speak to the same things um, that Svilt did previously. There was a large amount of money promised. Gorgonis was leading this thing. He went out uh, west of the camp a few days ago, came back with a bunch of money, and we're hiring them to do this thing, to kill Cudgel, take the regiment, and attack Vogler while everything was in disarray at the betrayal of High Hill. There's okay. nothing more that is learned nothing. or gained from them particularly. It seems that Gorgonis had whatever other extra information there would be there. Investigating these things, their tents, Gorgonis' tent, what you would find is that Gorgonis' tent uh, does have quite a lot of coin in a chest that has been busted open by Jayev and other investigators of the mercenary camp here when you arrive. Um, and uh, it's in the realm of like 600 gold pieces which okay. for for us here like a you know trained mercenaries and stuff like that are looking at five to seven gold pieces a week yeah uh so this is quite a lot of money to be coming down here uh for mm -hmm. a single event depending on how many of them were involved right so it's a it's a good amount of of money delivered um yeah so kudja will will turn to you as like the investigate investigation is continuing here and she'll shake her head i don't know what else that we can do here jayev is well, the one I would trust with my life. Not like a, you know, trusted lieutenant, but actually. You know, he's the one I would give the entire business over to if I if I had to, but, um... You are the one in charge, so I will leave this decision to you when I give you this choice. All right. What's you the decision? You could execute... Then? You could execute the men on the stakes. Right. Bury them. Job's mm. done. Hmm. Or we could utilize them because the town needs help and it needs extra hands. Can we trust we them, chest... though, Ravenna? <sighs> Unfortunately not. Is it However, it? that is up to you. We have a chest of gold here and we could hire them. You're right. You're right. Perhaps. These are mercenaries. They have no honor. They're not real warriors. Hey, I take a little bit of offense to that. I am also a mercenary. I apologize for insulting you. No. You are we, a warrior. We do fight for money. You're not wrong. But I try to keep us on the right side of things. Try being the best I can do there most of the time. It is hard making such a decision. But this one is yours alone. She'll nod. She'll look over to where the line of prisoners are. And she'll look at Jayev. 
We can't trust him. I will nod in silence. Like, all right. JF will give the order, and each of the traitors at the camp will be executed. Spears to their spines while they sit on the ground. I will go to the chest and I will scoop up like a handful of gold and I will put it in a pack. Mm-hmm. And I go, payment for the one back at camp or the one back in town. It's fine. You can take the whole goddamn bag for all I care. No, the rest of it should be used for the town. <sighs> sure. Right. No, you're right. That's... We'll do that. Also, Jayev, uh, scouts, gather whoever you can, get some riders, scout the countryside. We need to know where Gorgonus went and what he found there and see if it's a bigger problem. All right? He'll nod again, you know, wiping blood off of the spear that he utilized for the execution and uh, move off to send scouts out to the surrounding area. This will leave you and Cudgel to return back to Vogler. In the meantime, we go to potentially much more pleasant surrounds, much happier surrounds, as Van, the Tinker, is climbing excitedly up the hill towards Thornwall Keep uh, to introduce Razik to his little design chamber, his little workshop. As we're as we're walking, sure. Can I ask Than? Um, Than, I've noticed there's a few people who've been looking kind of strangely on some of the the magic. Oh, or asking yeah. questions about it, and uh-huh, um, yeah. that was displayed in the battle. Mm-hmm. Is that? I mean, is there a reason for that? I mean, you said yourself you built your uh, devices with a combination of your you know, skill and magic. Of, skill, a little bit of magic, yeah, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what's the deal? Is, it, is there a problem with magic in, in this area, or...? No, it's not necessarily a problem. It's just, it's just most people aren't really used to it, you know? They're just, um... Oh, I see, okay. They're not... They're, they're not... Every once in a while, there'd be a mage that would come through town or something like that, you know, and... Doing mage business, things like that, and, and, and... You know, people would see a little bit of tricks and things, uh... But sometimes, you know, uh, science... Are you aware of the word science? It's a gnomish <laughs> word. Uh, yeah, I, I've... I've heard of it, I yeah. Yeah, you know, when you get to science uh, of, of such a complexity that sometimes it's mistaken for magic anyways. And so that can That's scare some true. people, you know? Yeah, okay. And, and there's a lot of apprehension around magic in general just because, you know, when the gods left 200 years ago, they took a lot of the magic with them. Most of the godly magics, the healing things, the lights from the skies, and, well, there's a, some things that I was hearing around uh, while healing people up. Um, I got to notice some uh, freshly made scarring uh, from people who had taken quite a lot of spear wounds and things that may have been magically healed. So there's a bit of, uh, you know, trepidation around um, new magic, old magic, being back in Vogler. All right, okay. Well, fair enough. Right. Uh, Speaking of, um, you wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you? You know... Golden magic healing people, bringing them back from the Aye, dead. that was, um, the, the, the knightly paladin woman who was helping us. She was the one who healed someone, I believe, in the battle. Yeah, um, Derrit, I, um, I spoke to him. <laughs> uh, I was trying to see if he needed any assistance or stitching, and I found a nice fresh pink scar that was there, and, um, it seems like he didn't need any assistance at all. Uh, <laughs> she did it. She's the one who She's did it. She's the one who did it. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. <laughs> it um, was her. <laughs> a witch. A witch. Uh, yeah. 
It's, uh, it's a people are a little unsettled about the whole thing. Uh, the gods being back can be really good or portents of really terrible things, right? And anyhow, um, oh, here we are, Thornwall Keep, uh, the workshop, right? If, yeah, please lead on. Of course, of course. And he'll take you into his workshop, which is an absolute mess. Uh, he seems to know where everything is, a bit of organized chaos, as it were. Um, go ahead and just roll me like a perception check. Okay, Joel. Sorry, I closed my character sheet. But right, instead of rolling, what for some reason? Uh, that's a two, that Joel. That is a two. You look around and you're like, this is the most unorganized thing I've ever seen in my life. But there I'm are so two things with that two that you do notice. There seems to be some kind of like automated machine thing over in the corner, like happily puttering away, doing something. And then you see what looks to be a larger version of Pinky also maneuvering about the room. This kind of spider-like contraption that seems to be organizing. Uh, it's not actually organizing, it just seems to be moving things from one place to another. You don't know why. Uh, that's Pinky's big brother, I take it. Mm, yeah, that's stinky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that, it's impressive. What, what's it doing? Um, organizing. Can't you see? Look, he goes from this way to this way, moves my things from there to there. I, I can... Uh, you must have your own system, I suppose. I'm... It's all up in here. <laughs> I've got a really good system going here. Yes, of course. Um, right, but this is, these are just all minor things. I wanted to show you something even greater. My biggest and greatest invention. And he'll take you climbing the tallest tower of Thornwall Keep to where you see... Well, the catapult, also known as a gnome flinger a large catapult like contraption uh, at the top of Thornwall keep uh, that looks like it could be utilized to throw things or people this this is my pride and joy a gnome flinger and it can fling things or oh, almost half a mile I'm sorry the the gnome flinger. Aye, it could fling gnomes well, and other things, but I was a gnome and I made it, so I called it a gnome flinger. But it's, so it's it's not flinging gnomes at no, Well, not actively, but it could. Like, if I go over here and he just hits a lever, <laughs> starts cranking it backwards, and I please, go sitting please, onto this here. Please, I, I, you don't need to, I believe you. I oh. believe you, please. Please don't throw your... Right, okay, yes, of course. <laughs> Sorry, I was just going to give a little demonstration. Uh, but I guess I suppose I would end up half a mile uh, north of Fogler. <laughs> dead, surely, wouldn't you? Oh, no, 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 not dead. We, I would have a really soft landing. Um, wait a minute. Where is, um... And he'll start looking around here. Hey, where did I put... I made some things for... It's, they're called... I, I call them nary crashers, so that you nary a crash. Um, they you, uh, deploy upon your landing a bunch of balloons and things like that as you backpack up and they go floating down to the ground. Oh. I love this man and he must be protected at all costs. <laughs> That's pretty clever. I, yeah, I'm, I, I think I maybe forgot to make them. Um, but I, I've got the designs downstairs, stinky, stinky, stinky. And he'll 
kind of just walking away from this, going back downstairs, starts yelling at Stinky to bring him various different supplies to create these Nary Crashers. Um, I guess, well, when he returns, I would ask, Than, do you mind if I look at your schematics and can I, can I help a little at all, or...? I would love assistance, yes! My hands are a bit shaky and I've had to make these machines that also shake because I shake when I make them and then everything is just kind of all shaky and... I could use a steady hand. Well, if you if you direct me, I'll... I'll do what I can. Hi, yes, 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 of course! Oh my goodness, this is so exciting. I haven't had assistance in... ever. And he will take you down into the workshop where you will begin on making these somewhat backpack-sized devices that hold balloon-based parachutes. God, I, hope I, don't, I hope I don't mess these up when someone goes in the gnome flinger. Parachute <laughs> Yeah, malfunction. you want to roll me a tinker tools check? <laughs> you do have advantage um, because you are being assisted. 21 is already good, but you do have advantage if you want to roll again. Sorry, yeah, and that yeah, one on the second one, one. So, yeah. All right, we'll take that 21. <laughs> Pretty good there. Yeah, you start constructing these Nary Crashers, and uh, it actually seems to be going pretty well. The schematics made here, even though in a bit of a shaky hand, Van uh, is really good at this. The math is great, and you're he's right. Some of these things, this science, this, you know, steam-powered things, uh, the smoke that comes out of stuff, the little spider-like creatures crawling around, yeah, it's no wonder the people of Vogler kind of mistake some of this stuff for magic, when in really it's just great engineering. As we're we're working, um, I would um, say to Than, there's something I have on me actually. I wouldn't mind. You seem quite a, a knowledgeable sort. I wouldn't mind showing it to you. And well, what? I'll just reach it to my backpack and. Um, I suppose you, everyone would see Razik pull out uh, a large glowing blue crystal um, that gives off a, a, a bright blue light, um, almost lighting up the whole room. I, I found this um, in a ruin, and I mean, I can just tell there's some sort of power to it. What um, in the great engineer's name is that? <laughs> I've I've asked people about it and no one's quite known exactly what it is and well I, I'm stumped as well. He goes and gets out like his little spectacle glasses, they telescope in, and he starts taking a look at it. That's so interesting. There's things moving about inside of it, light and flashes and smoke and well, it's not like any gem I've ever seen before. Have you? Hmm. Is it still like a rough cut thing? Yeah, I mean, I've always imagined it's like it's broken off from like a, a piece like of a geode else. or something. <laughs> yeah. I, huh? Have you ever thought about um? Well, um, shaping it. You know. What do you mean uh, shaping it? Give it facets. Give it polish. Give it. I, I know I've read something about this before, and then he'll start diving into, like, his books and papers and things like that and looking about, and he'll eventually come back out here with what looks to be, like, this old crumpled-up piece. It's got, like, coffee stains on it, too, and he places it out in front of him. He's, 
this here. I was I was doing some testing with some glass and some crystals and well I had a really nice diamond at one point in time too, but I was doing some light refracting through these things to kind of study the way that the light separated out between all of these different types of materials and what I found is that with the right polish, the right fractals and the right things, you could create such wonderful colors and well, I found it to be rather amplifying of, of other things I was working on. And now this thing here, it, it clearly has some kind of power to it. You, you, you utilize it, yes? I, I, I do. I, I have some innate magical ability myself, but this crystal um, amplifies it. Amplifies to, what you're doing. Yes, yes, yes. of course. Like a, like a focus, a spell focus, like what the mages would use. Exactly. Yes. yes. Oh, look at this thing now. Have you seen what a mage's focus looks like? Crystal I mean, it's balls a atop staffs and things, polished, rounded, fractaled. There is science in the magic. Have you thought about it? <laughs> not really, not until you've, uh, you've brought it up, but it is giving me a bit of an idea. Right. Well, I don't know if I've got the tools to do a lot of gem things today, but I think that's, that could be, whew, that could be something. That could be something. Imagine amplifying the power coming out of this thing. Have you tried powering things with it? Not just you, but like things. Like he points <laughs> over at at Pinky and Stinky. I mean, the thought has occurred to me. Um, a weapon of sorts, Do or you want to maybe give it a try. <laughs> All right, let's go for it. All right. All right. Pinky, Stinky, it's time. It's time to get to work and he will gather all of the things that he can, all of the materials necessary for something, and he looks over and he's you, you've thought about it. Did you ever write something down for it? Do you have a schematic? A brief outline. Okay. <laughs> and I'll reach into my backpack and um, there will be rough outlines and drawings of uh, of a mechanical creature of some sort. Sure. Yeah, and we'll get this look at a mechanical creature. And our camera will pull back on the two tinkerers working feverishly into the night in Vogler at Thornwall Keep. I think it's a good point for us to take a brief break. And when we come back, the morning after. Hopefully, some more knowledge from the scouts we sent afield. Thanks for being here. We'll be right back. The Dragon Queen has gone to war. The conquest of Ancelon has begun. Eastern portions of the continent have fallen. Kenderbor and Sylvanesti fight for their lives. Where are the heroes in our time of need? Who will stand and join the ranks of the Shard? Join the premier mercenary group known as the Shard of Discord. Build your character, select your class, and roll dice in a game designed by me, Runaway Robot. Scout, build, craft, and fight your way to victory during live stream game crises that directly affect the Diefall show Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Join now at patreon.com slash Diefall. Shard of Discord Season 2 begins. Welcome back to Diefall Presents Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen. It is a fateful morning. You spend the night in the Brass Crab, Mare, Raven, conferring with the members of the community in the common room for most of the night. Cudgel also having returned, sending off scouts and her Lieutenant Jayev to see 
what the surrounding area looks like. Some of our friends building things late into the night or assisting the various different members of the community who were injured the day before. In the morning, you would find Mayor Raven, Becklin, Cudgel, and others in the room once again, the main in common room that has been now commandeered into more of a war room. Those that were here the evening before as more of like a hospital station, some of the, the worst injured remain, but those that were able to make their way home last night or be carried there were brought to the various bits and houses around in Vogler itself. It looks like JF has returned. And they're hearing a report from him. As you all enter the room, the proprietor of the Brass Crab, she will bring out, you know, little bits of, of drink and food and things, give you small, kind smiles, uh, and set you up chairs around the table as well, so you can listen to the report. Jayev would continue. Uh, good morning to you all. The scout's report came back late last night. It seems there is a significant military force camped several miles north of the village. It looks organized as vigilant patrols. And from what we could tell, soldiers are a mix of humans and other things, mostly hooded creatures. Some sharp features, some things that some of the scouts made out to be wings, but it seems a bit far-fetched. Regardless, there is some kind of army camped north of here. You said cloaked creatures. Aye, I did. With wings? Uh, that was the report that we got back, but it seems a bit ridiculous. I look to Svartle. Brother. It's more of them. You remember? The weird guys with the the, the dust and the, the, the weird stuff. Yes, we have fought them before. They are unlike anything we have seen. Becklin will speak up here. You fought them previously? Um, On our way here. Do you know what they are? Their capabilities? As far as I know, they were already wounded when we dispatched them. But they attacked a whole caravan of soldiers and they were all dead. Scratches and tears into their metal armor. And when you pierced them and they actually died, they and then she will kind of like, you will see her trying to gather like her thoughts of like, cause she's still kind of reliving it a bit and it's still really weird to her. They s- turned to stone and they gave off a green noxious gas that almost turned my brother into stone as well. Mm. There's murmurs about the room, about these lizard-like creatures, stone gas and toxins and eventually back so all right all right all right that is good information ravenna thank you it is something to keep in mind that perhaps these creatures may be more dangerous than we are prepared for okay jf please um, continue right of course um uh it seems that they were um getting ready to do something looks like things were being packed up even late into the night um, I'm not sure what the plan is there from them, but, um, well, we may need to get the village ready for something awful. Um, have you had any news of caravan attacks, of patrols gone missing? Not even just from here, but from anywhere else. 
cudgel shake her head. None of ours seem to have gone missing. Becklin. I have heard strange rumors of armies in the east. And now there's a strange army close to home. This is, um, concerning, to say the least. If they are to be believed the same as what we fought, it seems they are directly attacking units of soldiers. Perhaps. Perhaps they will leave Vogler alone. And Mayor Raven will speak up. Yes. We need more information. I want to keep the people safe. Um, if we can keep Vogler safe, no conflict, that will be um, as, as, as best as we can do, I think. Uh, Kajol, do you, do you mind lending us the Ironclad Regiment for a time, maybe? And Kajol will not, of course. Uh, we're, I'm responsible for everything that happened at High Hill. Um, we have the complete support of the Ironclad Regiment. I put my hand on her shoulder. You are not responsible for everything that happened there. They're my people and I'm responsible. I would like to find out perhaps a peaceful solution for this army here, but one backed by the Ironclad Spears. All right, you have ours. As the conversation continues, there's a bit of a ruckus at the door and a man comes pushing in. We would recognize him as having a bit of an altercation previously uh, with Razik. A rather pompous-looking oh, no. gentleman, blonde mutton chops into a beard and bald head, wearing rather flouncy purple ruffled things, comes pushing into the chamber. The puffy man is back? The puffy man is back. <laughs> he comes... Oh, I hear there's a council of war happening, and you didn't even invite the most important person here, huh? Ah, and he will grab a chair and sit down into it. So, what are we doing about this, huh? And looks over at Cudgel and goes, And why isn't she not in irons, eh? Isn't she responsible for the murder of all those people yesterday? Why is there not a gag in your mouth? Oh, be careful who you're talking to, girl. We can huh? always put a fish in it. He's I am already the in the water. Esteed. I am the most <laughs> powerful person in this town here and in the area that you reside in, huh? Most powerful how, when I walk up to him and I puff out my chest. I think it's the stench of fish. He'll get up and like push himself into you, his belly reaching you far before his chest does. He also, his head will come up just to about your shoulder line and looks up at you. What? Hmm? What are you gonna do? Hmm? Sit the fuck down. You do not order me to do anything. It is you who should be sitting down coming in here like a ruckus. The mayor will push forward. Please. Um, Lord Bakaris, please take your seat. Ravenna, please. We have things to discuss. And yes, Lord Bakaris, you may have not been uh, partial to our discussions this morning, but we will fill you in. I will nod my head to her and I will go and I will Take a seat, mm -hmm. but I will give I will give this puffy man the the ugliest like eyes of like I could tear you to shreds with my tiny pinky and you would never even know it. He just stares at you and then sits down in the chair. A drink! I need a drink. Aye, and what were we discussing here, anyways? Huh? 
So, we're gonna give it to those bastards. I heard there's an army out there. We go charging off there, you know, for the glory and honor of everyone here in Vogler. There's just silence around the table. And Be Becklin will speak. I think it might be more wise for us to try and find a peaceful solution, Lord Bakaris. After the losses we suffered yesterday, it would not be wise to rush into another conflict. Ah, rubbish. Get us a horse and a couple of lances and we'll drive off those bastards. Why don't you do it then? Hey, maybe I will. Huh? We can just say, oh, cudgel here. It's all your fault anyways. Give us your horses and lances and we'll go out I riding. I slam my, my hand on the table. You will keep her mouth, her, her mouth, her mouth out of your mouth. You will keep her mouth out of your mouth. No, you will keep her name out of your mouth. Or I shall remove your tongue. <laughs> Getting the mayor standing. Please. I would like to roll intimidation. Sure, go for it. <laughs> A 13. He looks over at you. Fine. I'll stay quiet for the moment and listen to whatever half-brained ideas you all have. And he'll sit back. A drink is brought to him here and he starts downing it. The mayor again so comes forward. So, the plan that we have at moment is attempt to gather more information and hopefully back any negotiations that we come across with the spears of Cudgel's crew. Do we have any other ideas, perhaps, of what to do here? Do not send anyone outside of the town. It's not safe. Right. If you have patrols, as much as I don't like to suggest this, the bigger the patrols are, the bigger the target. So, smaller scouting parties. She looks over at, at Cudgel, who gives a nod to Jayev, and Jayev just starts... He just moves out, right, to go deliver orders to the people that are actually doing this. We need to make sure that they are all, that they all sign and register their times for their patrols. And we need somebody here to make sure that we don't have any missing patrols in the meantime. Right, right, we can do that. We can get that settled. Um, sure, uh... And so the mayor will begin to, like, give orders to people, including Becklin, and trying to get things organized for a bit of a scouting response here to see if we can't gather any more information. That being said, as you choose this path here, a messenger arrives at the inn, comes stumbling in. Ah, um, there's someone at the gate. Uh, there's a, a messenger of some kind, um... Wearing black and, and red armor, uh, they're asking for whoever's in charge. I I look around. Uh, I will do it. We will go with you, Ravenna. And whoever would like to come out of the brass crab and head towards the river gate of Vogler. It's quiet out on the streets. People look from their windows and doorsteps, the happiness of yesterday's festivities clearly gone, though the colorful streamers and banners still flap in the breeze. The river is very audible today over the quiet of the town. 
you make your way to the wooden gate of Vogler, beneath the carvings of leaping fish etched into it, a human, a woman, in black and red scale mail sits astride an armored warhorse. She holds out a rolled parchment and calls out, Who among you speaks for this village? The mayor will look at Ravenna and says, I will go. Just wait here. The mayor will move forward. I do. Mayor Raven Uth Vogler. The messenger will hand out this rolled parchment here. Raven will step forward, take the letter, and turn around and read it. People of Vogler, by the orders of Belafayon, the voice of Takesis, you will quarter the soldiers of the invincible Red Dragon Army this night. Refuse and die. This is the Dragon Queen's will. He re-rolls the parchment there. The messenger will speak. Prepare yourselves to be occupied by the Dragon Army troops this evening. In the meantime, no one's allowed to leave. The mayor turns around. What do you mean, no one's allowed to leave? The messenger will hold her ground, and she whistles. Loud, high-pitched thing. Atop the 30-foot-tall cliffs, east of the gate, you see soldiers appear holding bows and javelins. Four visible here. No one will leave. Mayor Raven will look back towards the group, kind of eyes wide, worried, and move slowly back. The messenger will take off on the horse, down the road, and the soldiers will fade back into the trees above the town. The mayor, she makes her way to you. Close the gate. Close the gate. Um, let's withdraw. It seems that we need to rethink our plans. She moves you back to the brass crab inn and collapses kind of into a, a chair here worried cudgel sitting there before uh, her lieutenant was even able to make it out of the town oh we've got to get people out of town we have to let my people know what's coming we have to get them ready for it are we, are we going to let this happen are we going to, to well quarter this army here just quiet for a time the mayor will sigh and speak. Yes, um, yes, I think we have to, don't we? What are our other options? We could try to get somebody to your camp and let them know. Cudgel points over. Scrawny's got a point. How do we do that? Well, first off, that's rude. And also, seeing as I'm probably the, way, the means of doing it, or at least enabling somebody to do it, Maybe be nice to me? No? She, she okay. cocks her head again. What do you mean, the means? Well, you know, certain um, magic and stuff might help, maybe. He has you the have sparkle somebody... hands. Exactly. Now, I'm not going because I'm, well, 
not that much of a fool. However, if you have somebody you trust, we could probably sneak them out. Well, the person I trust most is myself and Jayev here. Well, Jayev looks, you know, like a sneaky fellow. No offense, Jayev, but I'm sure he could uh, make the trip. I, I could try and sneak out, yeah. It would do with uh, some distraction for the ones keeping watch at the gate, however. Well, it would probably help mostly if you were just completely invisible, actually. He raises an eyebrow. Completely invisible. Uh, completely. Much, yes. <laughs> Ravenna's <laughs> eyes grow wide, like... Huh? <laughs> How? What? Yeah. Um, Becklin will kind of walk over to you and... Are you sure you want to do this, Talonor? Um, I'm pretty sure that I pretty much gave a man a lobotomy in front of several hundred people. So, cat may be somewhat out of the bag. Uh, if it helps people, then... Oh. I mean, I'm not going. I'm just going to, you know, yeah. be a innocent bystander in all of this. I'll simply be there and then, oh, Dave's invisible. Look at that. Wow. Right. No, this is a good idea, Talonor. JF, are you up for the job? And he'll nod. Of course I am. I'd do it without the invisibility, but this is going to be much, much more fun. Now, Jev, you uh, a couple of rules. Um, you have an hour. I can keep it up for that long. After that, uh, I can't guarantee anything. Mm. Um, also, people will still be able to hear you. Things like footprints, things like that. Just be wary, okay? You're not, you're not out of this world. You're simply invisible. Understood. Can right, we smell just, him? Um, can you smell him? I. Yes, I, I can. I think you smell fine, Jayev, but Ravenna's apparently I, I raising some concerns. I smell like springtime, I've been told. Oh, that's a nice way of putting it. Oddly poetic for a man of your profession. In mm. case, well, just in case, we'll need you to go to one of the pigsties and roll in it. Uh, uh, that might attract more attention, come to think of it. How about I just sort of be invisible? Invisible phantom force of shit moving by might be somewhat noticeable. We don't know if they've got hounds. I mean, Jay, I'm going to leave this one up to you. you I'm can... not rolling in shit, but I will take the armor That's off right. so I'm a little bit more quiet, and perhaps I'll run it barefoot, but, uh, you know, the doe skin boots do pretty good, too. That's a good idea. I, I'll do it. Cudgel, we good for this? And she'll kind of give a cautious nod. Hi. Hi, and perhaps I had you pinged wrong here. Talonor? That's all right. Well, Jay, if you'd like to surreptitiously follow me down an alleyway or something. We might not want to do this outside. Uh, let me get the armor off first and uh, uh, we'll go do the thing. As you kind of like, you know, get settled to have him sneak out of town here, the mayor shall nod. Right, so with that then, that means we don't have to, well, alert them or uh, uh, take care of the, the guards they have posted on the hills, but what are we to do? Are we... Well, are we fighting this? Are we... <sighs> we are not equipped to fight them. They were already in tactical positions. No. When meeting with you. So they've been planning this. So what do we do? We are accessible by sea, are we not? And I assume they haven't... Well, they may have blockaded us, we don't know, but... If they haven't, it's possible the Ironclad Regiment could you know, acquire boats and perhaps reinforce us from the water? 
Yep, Becklin, you know, thinking here, Nas. I studied a lot of military history at school. Uh, that sounded right, but... Did you now? I did. I... Ravenna goes... Looks him up and down like a And she does this, she goes... Really? Ravenna, how old do you think I am? I realize you may not have met many elves before. I just... Never took you as the... Combat tactical type. Why? Technically was in the classrooms, I suppose, when they were talking. You're just full of surprises, aren't you, Sparkle Hands? Oh, I'm also Sparkle Hands. Okay, well, I was saying we were something more unique, but I'll take it. She calls everybody that Tuesday does the weird stuff, Sparkle Hands. Ah, okay. Yes, because it, 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 it glows. Sparkle Hands. It it's true. Cudgel will speak of oh, the boats. That might be a good point, Talonor. Do we evacuate the town? We've got all the fishing vessels and things and... Well, the crossing and... We've got the river, as long as they're not blockaded us, perhaps we... can get the people out of here. Would it be preferable to... you know, the alternative? Considering myself thoroughly people, of course, I would quite like to not be here when they show up. Right. We could even pick up the ironclad on the way. Meet us along the shore or somewhere friendly. We would have to be very careful. I think Cudgel shakes her head here. I think, I think perhaps um, we'll be buying you the time to get out. What do you mean? Think of this. The ironclad is out there, right? Our company. We're going to give them an alert, come back towards Vogler, and do what? Evacuate? No one in or out of the town. We have those spies up on the top of the hill. They'll send word to whatever this army is, and we violated whatever this little missive was. What we could do is get the ironclad dug in and try and stop as many of the invaders as possible to buy enough time for the people to get out. Um, I'm sorry, I, I didn't really sign up for all of this. I don't... Well, I'm not asking you to go, Reyna. No, in fact, I don't... I'm not sure I should be here. I think... I think I must take leave of all of this. What? It's just, this is not something that I think I should get messed in with. Uh, you are going no. to leave. I think it's it's best. I, I, have, I have something else that I are need to deal with. Are you not a warrior? That's, you know, I, sorry to that title's a little up in the air right now. Logistician right now, but how exactly do you plan on leaving? I have my own ways. Yeah, I think like everyone just kind of looks at you here, and Becklin will look at you. Raina, a moment, if you don't mind, perhaps alone. And she will kind of like move sure. you off to the side. No one's asking you to fight. We can put you on a boat and get you out of here. It's fine. But why now? What is it? 
It's the same question I've been asking myself. Uh, fortunately, it's not something that I think I can tell you or anybody right now. There's not much time for uh, these conversations to continue unless we, um, well, stop whatever this is. The siblings are, well, they speak of caravans and things being sacked and these creatures and I for one am on the side of theirs thinking that perhaps this quartering of the army is not that at all. I, I don't think um, this army has Vogler's best interest at heart. Could you not stay at least a little while and help get the people out of here? I know they're not your people, but they do need your help. And then we'll put you on one of those boats, send you downriver, and you can go wherever you need to go. It's tempting, but I'm I'm afraid that if I stay here any longer, that I won't have the chance to stop what's coming. The chance to stop what's coming? Raina, what are you talking about? I wish I could tell you. I will sound like a lunatic if I were to breathe a word of this. Just know that I do have everybody's interests at heart. I just don't feel like this is the fight for me. That's all. Well, how do you expect to get out of town then? Maybe I'll go with what was his name? Uh, Jayev? Yeah, you just want to leave with Jayev? Jayev is going- table? Jayev's going to be invisible. What- uh, We can only do this for one Above person. table? Yeah. She doesn't trust Jayev, like, worth a damn. Sure. At all. She wants to keep an eye on him specifically. We can't make you both invisible. That's one- That's just a single trick that Talonor has. Then I can be the bait. How about this? There's another way to get people out of there. Or at least get a message out. If we distract the guards, more people can go out of town, right? Maybe we go do that. Climb the hills, or go up the river a ways and uh, circle around and distract the force that's up on the hill. Then those, with the time allotted here, can make their way out. And I... I will keep an eye on him, Reyna. Will that work for you? Fine. The people need your help here, and my years of being spry and helpful and fighting a war are far, far behind me. I'm asking you to do this as a member of the Salamnic Order biting her tongue because she wants to say something kind of does not want to allude towards well there's a kind of a higher power right now that's asking me to do things uh just simply nods but you can see the tenseness in her jaw as she keeps her mouth closed she'll yeah she'll put a hand on your shoulder here i do want to speak with you and the other visitors and Darrett after um, 
after this is done. Um, so, but yes, thank you. And you guys, like, return to the table here. New plan. We need a distractionary force to either uh, climb the wall or, or move uh, downriver, circle around, and provide some distraction so that Cudgel, Jayev, and I will go out and we will go meet up with the mercenaries and get them prepared. Are, are we not just volunteering people to die in that distractionary force? Well, no. Um... I'm perhaps volunteering you, though. Right, that sounds like it might be not exactly in my interests. Volunteering me to do what exactly? Volunteering all of you that helped. Derek. You want us to be the distraction. Ravenna, Razik, Gardle, Reyna, Talonor, yes. But we don't know how many of them are out there. We could be walking into hundreds of them. Well, there's a way to find out. And, um, I think you met him last night, uh, Van. He has uh, a couple of contraptions that can see quite a ways, and perhaps we can get a better look at what's over there. Alright, uh, it seems extremely risky. I can risky, also but... scout a little bit. I know that, I know, uh, I know how to escape. I know I'm big. I know I can do things, but I can also disappear. I turn and I, I look to Svartal. Are you sure, brother? No, but I mean, I want to go home and these guys seem to really just want to keep us here. If I could make this go faster, then yeah. Ravenna will nod at him. Right. Well, let's go up to the keep, and um, Cudgel, Jayev, you might as well join us, because uh, we'll be the ones making the dash out the gate to the mercenary camp. Right? And while we walk, well, there's something I want to talk to you all about. She'll kind of gesture for us to leave the crab and walk our way up to Thornwall Keep make your way that direction and she kind of pulls you and Darrett aside for this now this whole thing there's a war unstoppable armies in the east this red dragon army I think they're part of that greater force I've lived I've lived in Vogler for decades these people aren't soldiers they need weeks of training as much as Ravenna you want some of these mercenaries to stay and train that was their point but and a hundred more professional soldiers beside to stand any chance in any kind of conflict. I think evacuation's the right plan. We can use the river to get to safety in Kalaman. But again, we need to get people out to warn the mercenaries, and I hate doing this to Cudgel. But we need to use them as, as bait, a distraction, if we're going to save the town. Now, she, like, climbs up. We go up to the top of Thornwall Keep, where Dan is, you know, up there waiting. He'd been watching all day. And he's, oh, hi, hello, everyone. Um, uh, hi. Um, I mean, just taking a little peek around. And he's got, like, a weirdly shaped telescope up here. And he's, I've been scanning a bit. And, um, 
Oh, did you know there's people over on the other side in the in the little forest over there on the hill? Um, and there's some horses, and it looks like they even made a little camp. Oh, okay. Well, thank <laughs> you. Yes, right. Well, if you want to take a look, you can just use my little <laughs> telescopic device there. <laughs> I will pick it up, and I will. Yeah. Try and and sight like, it in. Follow the no follow the motions that he's doing, but I will do it backwards. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, uh, hang on. Uh, turn it around. Cannot see. Yeah, it's, just hang on. Just get it. What? Flip it this way. This way. All right. It, and the things like jump in front of you, right? Like being able to like, see. She's like. Right. What is this? Uh, it's a little bit of science. This is incredible. Right, well, hold on, and um. Brother, look. <laughs> Then I like, I like, oh, come okay. look. Oh, please be careful with it. It was very expensive. It's fascinating. Mm. And yeah, we're, like, we're, telescope, things leap in front of you here as you kind of take a scan across the far side of the, the river gate towards the other hill. It doesn't take long. They're, they're not trying to hide themselves. There are four guards up on the hill. They have four war horses there as well, a tent set up, and as what looks to be a, a small fire in the morning here that is just kind of sitting there fully burning. They're looking down at the town and conversing with one another. All of them are wearing armor, have swords at their sides, javelins, and bows. You would also see, uh, as you kind of like look across, each of you, if you take a turn with the telescope there, that one of the guards folk there is the messenger from this morning. Can we, are, are they all like cloaked figures, like the ones that... They all appear human. a human woman, like the messenger that was this morning, and three human men, all of them wearing that red and black armor. Getting a, you know, closer look with the telescope, you would see that each of the armors is emblazoned with the same yeah. symbol that you saw from those hooded figures back in the okay. woods. I will relay that information to the rest of the group about the emblem and how Bartle and I have seen it before. Mm -hmm. It was from the caravans. Yeah, uh, th those of you with any training or religious knowledge, historical knowledge, or otherwise would know from this morning the the word takesis as it was spoken, the symbol that is emblazoned on the on the chest there, the spiraling outwards of the multicolored claws, is, is like being the symbol of takesis, which is in prior to the cataclysm known as like. The big bad of all the big bad gods. Becklin here. So, looks like there's four. Does that seem manageable enough? Yes. All right. If they are just humans, they should be easily dispatched. They, they and do I look. I look back and forth. I look up at him. No, no offense too. Oh, no, of course not. No. What? Why? Why is there only four? Perhaps they're just watching. Brother, you're right. They wouldn't I've just leave. I've never seen. Humans don't, don't. Humans are scared. They don't travel in small packs. They don't unless they're either being watched or they have a surprise. This could be a trap. Or they think they're not being watched. They, you know, could think that we assume there's more of them. Why would... Why would they tell us that we weren't allowed to leave if they're just going to send out this and nod towards the patrol or maybe the friends haven't shown up yet i look at him. 
didn't you say that you studied in military tactics? Yeah, but one of the most important things we learned is that lying is half of tactics, really. It's called a bluff. So were you lying when you said that you did take military instructions? Uh, no, I, I did study. You are a very strange man to read. Thank you. I suppose, I think. <laughs> I turn around. <laughs> I turn back around. Like, I look at the rest. Well. Yes, well. So, manageable. What does everyone else think? You can Trap. Cl- climb the wall if, you, if you'd like, or um, we can circle around the river and and wait, uh, perhaps for a signal of some kind, uh, before we open the gates and get to Cudgel's crew. I think Van would speak up here. Or, and you pardon uh, for speaking up here. Um, he gestures broadly to the gnome flinger. <laughs> what is that? Oh. Uh, a way to get over there, quick, quiet, unseen, and and so fast. It looks heavy. Oh, no, and no. dangerous. Um, dangerous, maybe, but it, it's no longer dangerous, thanks to Razik. Um, so he will pull out the backpacks that Razik and he made last night. We actually have quite a few of them made, just in case. Um... Well, there's, there's like eight, but I do, whoever needs them can just wear them and you go. So this is how it works. I click it back. It flings you over. No flinger. Uh, and then the backpack, you pull a cord. It'll deploy a bunch of balloons and you'll float safely to the ground. So it's like throwing a javelin then. Yes. Yes. Very much like throwing a javelin, except your body. Except I am the javelin. You sail through the air. Your eyes get really big like. You're not considering this, Ravenna. Hmm. I am. Spartle, you it too? It sounds yeah. thrilling. Oh, I've yeah. always wanted to know what it was like in place of my javelin when I threw it and it would impale my enemies. Razik, under my breath a little bit, do you trust this contraption? As far as I can tell, I I, mean, I, I help make the, the parachutes and Than's been helping me with some other things. He's um, certainly not the most conventional character, but when it comes to mathematics and the science behind it all, I've, there's no one I've met as as capable as him. Very convincing. That's some high praise. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Talanor? Hmm? Yes? Would you like to go on a ride? Oh, gods. I suppose. Um, this is so exciting. You said parachutes are involved? Ah, yes. Right. And he just he starts pulling out these backpacks. <laughs> uh, these will help you float to the ground. How well made do these parachutes? <laughs> uh, roll me just like a perception check. That's a four. That's uh, four. Well, Merry crashers. Um, well, they look a lot like this sands the the balloons there so there are these like uh 
metal and wooden backpack contraptions with a pull cord uh, and what looks to be like this piston or um, like piston activated ejection system for the balloons. Uh, so you would see the bottom part of these backpacks. They look interesting, but not like any backpack you've seen before, Talonor. Well, I suppose if it's my best shot out of here, then sounds good. Oh, it'll definitely be the fastest. And you won't have to go climbing up the hill. All right. Everyone else is up for it. Oh, this is so exciting. You are all seriously doing this. Oh. All right. All right. Give it. Yes. You did want to leave. Oh. Did you not? I suppose. This is exciting. Ooh. And Becklin, like, <laughs> looks. Here's... All right. Well, if you're all sure, then. <clears throat> right. Um. That being said, when you're done and get back, go meet with the mayor. I'm going to trot on down there and let her know, and perhaps you can help people get set for the evacuation. Huh? All right. Um, Derrett. And Derrett is standing there, and he's, like, looking wide-eyed at the gnome flinger in the backpacks, and he's got one in his hands. Well, Derrett, it's, um, it's up to you. If you, um, want to do this, and he just nods wide-eyed. There is nothing greater in the world than I would like to do than this right now. I've always wanted to fly. All right, then. Um, great. Good. Right. Derek, I mean this with a kindness. You sometimes scare me, kid. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I think... No, and I slap him on the back. <laughs> He's brave. <laughs> right. Well, let's get settled then. And so they will make their way down to the river gate and wait for whatever signal may come as Van prepares the gnomish gnome flinger contraption to fling you across the high hill road into the other side. Oh, I've definitely got to try and crank it back a little bit. Uh, we don't need half a mile, right? Let's we'll look at maybe perhaps a quarter of a mile. And then we get this right here. And, ah, uh, Razik, could you help me um, perhaps double check the math on this one? <laughs> if, you, if you're sure, I, I would trust you, but if you're sure. No, 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 no oh. just another set of eyes would be great. Thank you. Yeah, just roll me a tinker tools check with it. All right, okay, sure. Okay. Spartle's yeah. just at the edge, by the way, just doing this. Yeah. Uh, gesturing, gauging the distance. You do that, like, lick your finger thing and test the air. I've got this. <laughs> uh, with advantage, fortunately, Sorry, that I... is a 25. Much better than that original 8. Yeah. And, and you note that, yes, in his excitement here, he's probably got it a little bit cranked up higher than it should be, and so you get him to tone back the hydraulics. I would reduce the torque a wee bit, I think. Oh, all right, okay. You don't want to yes. have anyone's organ shoot out there. Yeah, well, you know, I was just trying to balance it out for the, well, and he gestures at both Svartle and Ravenna being enormous. You know, the extra weight that we were going to be flinging across from here. Um, well, everyone, I, uh, I go, I, I mumble, it's all muscle. <laughs> everyone, get your backpacks <laughs> on and, um, well, uh, take your seats. And there's this ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. Ben, if you kill us, I will haunt you. 
No, don't worry uh, about it. It'll be fine, I'm sure. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Just holding the backpack because it won't fit around his shoulders. Oh, just yeah, be yeah, careful, we, everyone. We both hold him like on our, our <laughs> arms. Uh, when you get to the apex of your height, you're going to want to pull the thing and watch out for the balloons. They explode outward pretty heavily, okay? All right, everyone. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Good luck. Wait, what's the apex? <laughs> you go flying off across and over the road, sailing into the air. As you reach the top, the parabola this is of your amazing. fall, <laughs> you look down below you and you can see Vogler, but everything's passing so quickly. And you know that moment you need to pull the shoots here as the trees come rapidly up in your direction. Everyone pulls the shoots. I would love. This is just. Oh, absolutely. This is an intelligence check. Oh, gosh. To know oh, when no. you need to pull the chute. Oh, That's gosh. That's bad for me. That's very bad for me. <laughs> Talonor! Oh no, that's a five! <laughs> Talonor, uh, that is a five. Ravenna, 16. Svartal, eight. Razik, 23. Reyna, <laughs> nine. Again, these are all checks, not saves. If you had any bonus to this, it's fine. But it, the DC here is a 10. Um, you pull the shoots oh. at varying different points in time. Uh, I need Talonor, Svartal, and Reyna to roll me a d20. Uh, well, I was gonna say, Joel, because of being Talonor, mm -hmm. when I can't figure out the damn thing, when I get close to the ground, can I just misty step to the ground? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I can't be bothered with this. You're I like, don't know how it uh, works. Sure, yeah, magic. That's a good option, for yeah, sure. I'll just turn into <laughs> swirling mist and slam myself into the ground that way. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And so you just disappear and reappear on the ground. And angrily still throw holding. the backpack off like, What's, what is this? Thinking stupid fucking thing. Okay. Uh, so, Bartle and Reyna, I need a D20. That's an eight. An eight. Okay. My well, check was didn't a 10, register? but I have a minus two modifier. Great character, Dan. Can't wait to see the next one. <laughs> shit, Honestly, I'm so surprised like that I rolled that high because I had negative one. Uh, I was like, oh no, it's not Yeah, good. Reyna, I need a D20. I don't know why I didn't register, but I rolled a natural 20. Where are your rolls today? All right. I don't know. On a 20, you pull out the, the chute, probably a little bit earlier than you should have due to making the mental check here. You begin descending safely. Svartal, however, you pull the chute a little late. <laughs> the chute works, but it does not help your descent overly much. You will fall pretty much the last 20 feet pretty heavily here, um, taking a good 2d6 worth of damage in the meantime for Ooh. 10 as you go crashing your way through the trees. Reyna, you will suffer just the 1d10 as you were successful to pull it out in time, but you will basically fall much slower than necessary here to get to the bottom and a four points of damage as you go crashing into the trees. The rest of you pull it at roughly the correct amount of time and go sailing downwards into the forest north of Vogler here. Or utilize some magic to skip this entire thing. Love that for you. You find yourself in the forest north of Vogler. 
There's no sound of, like, anyone calling out an alarm or anything like that. And hopefully you're just a quick backtrack away from being able to find where these guards are. How would you like to proceed? Sorry, Spartal, I promise I could only do that for myself. As I said, just picking twigs uh, out of himself. He was so, he was having so much fun, he just forgot everything else existed. I, I run over to my brother. Wasn't that thrilling? That was amazing! Well, first I'd like to pick all the sticks out of my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> remove the rocks embedded in my skin. Easier said than uh, done, but absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. He's just—he's gonna collect himself. Sure. How do you want? Who took the ten damage? Me. That no, was it, you, Spartle. Yeah, watching you pick the sticks and stones out of your body, uh, Raynal will just walk up. Uh, do you mind if I? Is it what? okay if I heal you? What? What? Uh, with magic and stuff. Um. If you're okay with that, uh, it, we could keep it between you and me. Uh, okay. Okay. And with that, I'll go ahead and just, uh, ooh, use a spell slot. Yeah, let's go ahead and just do cure wounds. Um, and then I'll pop that off. No, no, I was debating on that or lay on hands. Uh, either way, I will definitely heal you. Um, four points. Okay. Kind of taking the sting away. As we land, just for shits and grins, I want to Divine Sense. Okay. Uh, For 60 feet, if it's not in total cover behind you, Divine Sense uh, gives you what? Fae, Fiend, or Undead? Yes. Uh, Fae, Fiend, or Undead? Or Zeke has like a tiny bit of fiendish evidence from him, but that's just likely due to his heritage. I have a tiny bit of Fae. Talonor has a (laughs) bit of Fae. Svartal has a bit of Fae. Um... No one dead around. I know all of that. Interesting, because it's the first time I've I think I've pinged them. Yep. Uh, and mm-hmm. then proceed. That's that's it. That's all I need <laughs> okay. to do. So Derek, like as he's crouched here, so uh, all right. Um, so should we creep forward carefully then? And um, are are we in? We're in the trees, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're in yeah. the woods. You need to like gonna say, backtrack it, your way towards the the cliffside. If we weren't, I'd say let's go to the woods. That's all. That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you landed in the woods here. Okay. Uh, adjusted correctly thanks to Razik's uh, math that you end up in the oh, correct yeah, location. Right the <laughs> you would have been way further. Uh, so yeah. So Derrett is suggesting a, a stealthy approach. What would you like yeah. to do? Sorato would start putting mud on his face. Oh, that's 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 clever. That's very clever. Right, and he starts smearing mud on his face too. He's like, right. Yes. Okay. Smart brother, and I will also do the same. Yeah. He's like, all right. So, um, uh, who wants to take the lead then? Um, I think Sparta would start walking immediately. Sure. Um, Those if we're in the trees, he knows his way around. Those of you that would like to per- proceed stealthfully, please roll me stealth checks. Derek's going to roll one, too. He's not very good at this, but that's okay. He rolled a 12. Good job, Derek. I rolled a 18. Ooh, 9, we 18, two. 2, 3, 7. <laughs> Listen, I am a warrior. I am not a Whoa! Necessary. 
Reyna, you even you have a disadvantage too, so like that's gonna be the worst. Just like, I'm going to die. Spurtle has getaway <laughs> skills, not stay silent skills. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think what we find is that as you guys creep your way forward, creep being uh, the operative word here, attempting to get closer to things. Just doing these. Yeah. Da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da. Uh, yeah. You give away your position significantly more early than you would like to, uh, and you note the uh the campsite here right before they note you being here the messenger four of these warriors and yourselves on the battlefield at proper they turn they see you shout an alarm and i absolutely need you all to roll me initiative one of these days i'm gonna get animals to distract the opponent so i can sneak up behind them <laughs> send like a squirrel after him Okay, wow, Talonor, good roll there. So we've got Ooh. on our initiative rolls here, Talonor with a 20, Razik with a 4, Ravenna 13, <laughs> Svartal 14. Uh, oh, wait, Ravenna, you're on here twice. Ravenna with a 3 on that first one. We love yeah, that. Ahead. Yeah, 3. Um, And Reyna with a 12, our buddy Derrett. Oh boy, Derrett, I'm sure you'll be great at this. Okay, he rolls. He, he's a fighter, we, we said? Yeah, he's he's a okay. fighter. Question mark? Wait. Oh uh, no! That's a two! Derrett, good job! Okay. Uh, Talonort, this does mean that you are at the top of the turn order. What would you like to do? Oh, good. Do I see that they've absolutely a thousand percent seen oh, us? Oh, a thousand percent yeah, right. seen you. And what the, the most interesting portion of it is that the messenger woman that you saw from earlier today is like quickly making her way to a horse, more than likely to try and get away here to, I don't know, send a message. Oh, fuck. Um, okay, well, if I can see her then, I'll move over technically somewhere I can see her, I guess. Yeah, you get a little bit uh, away from the, the tent line of sight there and you're able to, you know, see her. At the Can I cast blindness deafness on her and blind her? What is the range on blindness deafness? Shit, 30 feet. However, that is 55. I can. Uh, well, Joel. Well, Joel. Mm -hmm. I will burn my first meta magic point as a distant <laughs> spell Whoa! and double the range of it to 60. Whoa. <laughs> sky. That's Look awesome. That. Look at that. New stuff, new things. Great. Yeah, as a distant spell. Uh, casting blindness stuff is this is the first time you've done this. What does it look like when you cast it? And then tell me what the save for this is. Oh, it's just like horrible darkness swirling around my hand while I whisper some horrific sounding stuff. Uh, and it is a constitution saving throw, DC 14. Derrett stares at you as this happens and you're muttering all of I'm this. I'm just like side-eyeing him, noticing that like, uh. I think Sparta would be a little perturbed by this as well. She rolls a 14. What is my save here? 14. Ah, so she will just Oops. save as the darkness kind of comes over her eyes here. She's able to fight it off and away, Good. unfortunately. Svartal, oh, stop that one. She's going to go get more people. Good. Excellent. Tell her that is your action. Any bonus actions or movement remaining? Uh, no, I'll sit next to, the, well, I won't literally sit, but I'll stay next to this, uh, lovely log Just that I'm next sit to. sit on the log and have yeah, a, I'll have a little sit. sit. Get yeah, my book out. Svartal, you were, uh, told, perhaps, to go get the messenger woman, because it seems that she is attempting to make her escape, heading towards some of the horses here. What would you like to do? Wait, which direction is she going? She is going to be heading towards the horses. Headed towards the horses, okay. To get on a All horse. Right. Oh, where the horses, these don't have, these where the don't horses have people are. on them. 
Correct. Okay. For some reason, I thought they had people on them. No, okay. the people are around um, them. Yeah, he's going to go stomping forward towards the, um, I guess, the southwesternmost horse. Okay. Uh, even though he's not going to he's not gonna get there in time. Um, actually, uh, I mean, you what? can dash action and get there, but you won't be able to do yeah. anything else. Right. Um, but it would put you in a spot to make, make attack, attacks of opportunity should it be necessary. True. We're going to do something like that. So yeah, we're gonna dash to get to the horse. Okay. So I'll, I'll get there. Go crashing through the trees and underbrush here. Yeah, but uh, before I would say before I do that, before I do that, I'm gonna step forward and just disappear into the bush. I will become invisible with with hidden step. Uh, okay. As a as my bonus action, and I will come up here and just sit quietly waiting interesting Hiding. go ahead and post me the text for hidden stuff because i'm not yeah. overly sure you can magically turn invisible until the start of your next turn until you attack okay so you go running forward and then disappear yep cool okay Svartle disappears from view we don't know where he went that's good is fall a furbolg uh potentially it, we yeah, we are have a lot, a lot of furball type things on me. Okay. Not the overpowered stuff. We took that off though. We took we took off. Well, so it's the like just the bonus action invisibility. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I, I don't get any of these. <laughs> uh, Swartle, you go running forward, turning yourself invisible here as you do so, using some of that blessing of the Feywild. Uh, the next person is the messenger woman. She is going to leap over the. Uh, the fire here, and then to the closest horse, where she's going to use her action to untie the horse and mount said horse. That is going to be her entire turn. That's all she gets to do here, um, but she is going to be on the horse. Reyna, what would you like to do? So first, turning to Darrett, we want to try to avoid a repeat of last time. I will just take like a quick few seconds to say, please, I beg of you, do not run out into battle by yourself. No, You're completely capable, but I just... I learned my lesson, don't worry. All right, and with that, I will go ahead and Reyna will run um, kind of next to Talonor to get a better view through the trees. Mm -hmm. And then... Oh, I don't really want to yell out, but I feel like this is going to be an unfortunate circumstance with uh, Svartal with the spell I'm about to cast. Spartle, I'm so sorry! And then I'm going to go ahead and extend my blade towards the messenger as you watch like these glitter glitter sparkles dance on the wind towards her as uh, Reyna casts sleep. Okay. And the reason why I'm apologizing is because the spell says that it is a 20-foot radius. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's pretty it big. On her. Um, that is true, but it also depends on how much you roll here on what it will eventually take effect on, because it will start with the lowest HP target. Uh, so go ahead and roll me sleep, and then tell me, like, ping me the, the center of it. Like, where do you place the center so I know, like, oh, it's the 20-foot radius that includes all of this stuff. Oh, on her. Okay, cool. So from her spot here, uh, yeah, that's gonna include five D eight. The horses and Svartal and some of the soldiers here for twenty one total. 
Uh, the closest creature with under a 21 in HP is, uh, I believe, the horse. So the horse just okay, falls asleep. Okay, unintentional side effect that I'm okay with. The horse falls asleep. <laughs> That's the only person that falls asleep as these sparkles kind of like fall through the air here. The horse... Does it hit the second horse like next to it? So again, it only affects up to a total of... 20 HP. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Or 21 HP. Gotcha, gotcha. So My apologies. I it. thought it was just anybody within that threshold. Forgive no, me. Not That would be an incredible spell. Uh, but no, sleep is a little bit more limited than that. Um, yeah, so you cast sleep here. Uh, the horse does fall asleep. The messenger looks surprised and, like, down at the horse. Seems that she's going to have to wake it up. Reyna, anything else that you would like to do here? Do I will like to just Reyna will use the rest of her movement to I think that was let me double check only ten feet. Oh no, actually that was almost her complete movement. Never mind, that ends my turn. Okay. Uh the soldiers next here as the messenger looking down at the horse a little confused yells out Go! Stop them now! I need to go warn the others. The two dragon army soldiers from our further eastern side are going to move into the woods closer to you here, drawing their javelins and are gonna throw uh, one apiece at both Reyna and Talonor here. Oh, okay. They get to make two of these attacks. Two ranged javelin attacks, two against Reyna, two against Talonor. And I How rolled bloody javelins have they got? horrifically. Uh, the first is a 21 at Reyna. That hits for seven piercing damage. And additionally, what you feel is that the iron burns in your body, delivering an additional four fire damage. The other three, however, are a nine, a nine, and a six as you take cover behind the log and in the trees, they go scattering amongst you here, narrowly missing Derrett behind you. I would like to use my reaction as he does that. Um, the attacker that hit me with, because he's within 30 feet, channel divinity, rebuke the violent. Yeah. Uh, he needs to make a wisdom saving throw, DC 11. That is a five. On the failure, the attacker takes radiant damage equal to the damage it just dealt, or half on a success. Okay, so he will take 11 radiant damage as the javelin hits you. Uh, again, this is a new one. What does Rebuke the Violent look like as your channel divinity? Well, as soon as Reyna's hit, it's as if a mirror image of the damage is dealt to the opponent, but this time it's a like a blinding bright light. So from his chest, where the javelin hit you, an explosion of radiant energy rends through him and his armor here, and he cries out in pain and confusion uh, because that's not normal. Great, love that. The last of the dragon army soldiers is going to kind of go over to this horse here, and he, what, what is going on here? He's gonna shake the horse. Wake up, you stupid fucking horse! And the horse will wake up. He uses his action to wake the horse up. Razik, what would you like to do? I think the first thing I'll do, I'll do is I'll move, uh, let's see, to about here. Mm -hmm. um, and then, well, the first thing I would like to cast Grease. Ah, uh, yes. On the, because this what, a te um, I'll just post the, yes. the text for it. Um, but it's a 10 foot uh, square. So I would hope to hit, if I can, um, the two horses and the, and the, and the, the soldier. Mm -hmm. um, who's on foot, if I if I can with it. Um, so they would get knocked prone. Yes, yeah, so they will have to make a save here. Uh, I'm just going to kind of put that green square as our 
the notion for the grease spell. They each need to make a dexterity saving throw. It'll be the soldier and the horse uh, because the messenger is currently not in the grease. Yeah, no, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, but let's see. Cool. Uh, they all fall prone onto the ground because my rolls nice. have not improved in any way, shape, or form. Uh, this will also... I'm going to roll a nice little D100 here to see what happens. Uh, okay. The messenger will be able to throw herself from the horse, but she will also have to make the save for the grease here as she is not knocked prone, but she, never mind, ends up prone anyways. That is a nine. Uh, so all of them, the horse, the soldier, the messenger, all end up prone on the ground from the grease. That was pretty good. Damn, that uh, is uh, real good. I rolled really terribly. <laughs> Fun for um, me. I and then this is a bit of pork rind or butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the first time you've cast the spell grease. How you do you cast butter? it? <laughs> I, I assume or, that it's or like... Or a spell focus. That is the, the caveat to that. Is you can also have a spell focus. I assume focus. that like sort of... Uh... It just turns out Craig's spell focus is actually pork rind. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uses it for all spells. Well, I assume sort of like a, a, a white blob launches from <laughs> Zeke's hand that kind of bursts over the area and sp splatters the ground in a greasy substance. That, uh -huh. That's what I'd imagine. Like. Sure, <laughs> yeah. It would be it now. You, you used to shine your horns and keep them does, shiny. Does it? Does it now? <laughs> yeah. Go splattering the everywhere. That is where all, it... the crate, all of the production budget's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> If I had a budget, uh, that, uh, <laughs> well, I do have a bonus action here, Joel. If um, I do, if I if I can use it, I would actually like to, to make use of my new companion if uh -huh, I can. Yeah, my absolutely. My steel defender. Um, so well, I guess it would leap from my back. It would. Um, yeah, tell me about him. Sure. So, um, on Razik's back is sort of this uh, collection of metal panels and gears, and uh, within an instant, they sort of all snap together and connect and uh, a a fox or a metallic mm. fox like creature with a, an, a blue glow which would be similar to the crystal uh, in terms of hue uh, leaps from his back um, and I would command it to move over to the group of two um, guards um, to my right if I can Joel yeah you should have full control of him oh, I do um, so then I will uh, make an attack um, just the one on the right yeah, the one that has already uh, been damaged by the radiant yes. energy here, the fox creature, yeah. uh, will roll a natural oh, 20, 20 on its first roll, a 26 for force-empowered rend. Damn. Fox Babu's first 20. Oh. <laughs> it's so cute. It so can't be fine. What do you mean? They grow up so fast. So go ahead and you will click force-empowered rend above that 26 there and it will auto-roll your damage. Did it not um, do it twice there already? Or, oh no, it rolled with advantage. Why did it roll with, no, 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 it roll no. with advantage? N NPC sheets always roll twice. We just take the first unless oh, you have advantage. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, it'll deal okay. seven points of force damage delivered here. Uh, rending, again, into this soldier, injuring him greatly. He does not look good. Nicely and that ends my little, turn. Nicely done, little fox mans. Uh, well done. Yeah, Ravenna, you see a weird-looking blue-glowing fox come off of Razik's back and attack a soldier that just exploded with radiant light. What do you want to do? 
gonna try and... Well, I mean, the messenger is prone, right? So is the guard next to... The guard, the messenger, and the horse. And the horse, okay. All of I'm them. I'm going to... Uh, I'm gonna want to go over there. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Here... Oh, is that going to put me too close to throw a javelin at her? No, no, not too close. Uh, the thing is with ranged weapons, uh, they yeah. are at disadvantage if the target is prone. Oh, that's right. Mm. Actually, is he standing? He is standing. Both of them over there are standing. I, I will throw my javelin at that man. There's one that is greatly injured and one that has not yet seen any damage. I'm going to do the one that's greatly damaged. Sure, absolutely. I will uh, attempt yeah. to throw a javelin. Just in range of that there for a 19, absolutely hits. Piercing Excellent. through yes. the scale mail past the shield of the soldier for four piercing damage, which is actually just enough oh, to why kill did this it add, guy. I don't know why I added rage. I'm sorry. Let me uncheck that. And so it's just four. he will fall to the ground. How's that? He's dead. One down, Ravenna. That is your action movement. You have bonus action remaining. No, I'm going to save for my next turn. Okay. Uh, Darrett will look at Rain. I, I swear, I swear I'm just, I'm being cautious and, and, and things, and uh, don't worry, I'm just going to go help whatever that little fox guy is, and he will go running forward here, drawing his sword and swinging it out. Uh, ooh, 15, unfortunately, will just miss, uh, and Darrett is now locked into some melee combat. Talonor, this brings us back to the top of the turn order here. One soldier down, three prones. What do you want to do? Uh, I am going to move up a little bit. Go up to about here. Can I see this soldier prone, or is, like, the horse blocking The him? horse would be, like, large and in the way, but we've always allowed to, like, kind of shoot past things. It's yeah. Fun. Okay, cool. Uh, in that case, I'm gonna twin a spell. Why not? I haven't done that yet. Yeah. And I'm gonna fire chaos bolts at the guy the little fox fella's fighting. Okay. And the prone soldier next to the horse as okay. well. The the second uh, one. Does the against prone one have advantage? Disadvantage. It is a ranged spell attack, much like ranged attacks in general has disadvantage. Oh, on that's right. Of course. Yeah, creatures. yeah. No, yeah. Of course, you're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. In that case. Yep. So the first one will be so regular. My sheet is being super laggy. The second will will be a disadvantage. Yeah, <sighs> a wow, nine on the first as it crackles. Uh, the However, the disadvantage one is a 19. A 19 with disadvantage as the Chaos Bolt will crackle across the field here. Let's see what type of damage it delivers. Go ahead and click damage for Chaos uh, Bolt. It. Uh, so we've got uh, a so one. It could be a one or an eight. An eight. Acid or thunder, <laughs> depending on That'd your choice. it be thunder, why not? Let's fire oh, a big yeah. old thunderbolt at him. Does 12 points of thunder damage exploding up here. Um, so talk about, you know, maybe giving a signal. We hear the explosion, and then our camera goes to the front gate of Vogler, uh, and you watch as Cudgel uh, and Becklin and Jay have all look up, up at that, and Cudgel's like, I guess that's a signal then. Oh, off we go. And they, oh, no. they will go through the gate <laughs> and up the road. You just see Taldor's ears ringing, and he's, like, trying to get the ring out. It's like, oh, I should have picked acid. Why do I ever pick thunder? Oh. <laughs> I'll hit, ah. Mop, mop. Excellent. Nicely done. Yeah, Svartle, you're like, oh, that was real loud. But fortunately, what Razik has done here is presented you with really easy targets. It is your turn. Yeah. What would you like so to do? I have a question. It, this is, is this just a, is this an armed woman? Does she look like she's part of the military yeah. or part of their squad and stuff? Mm -hmm. She's wearing okay, the red I'm... and black armor. She's the same messenger that was there this morning. She is quite clearly part of this. Just 
All right, just making sure she's not like just some kid they grabbed to be like no, no, quick no, no. and swift. No, no, she no, she's wearing armor. <laughs> she like her helm is at the side here, tossed out because you know she fell to the ground. Whole thing. Gotcha. All right. Well, I don't feel as bad about doing this then. Um. So what? That's fifteen, and then ten. To yeah, to like, like go make your way around it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna just do a, a wood chop and swing of my crate axe down down to this prone woman. I still feel bad about it. It's weird. No, no, no don't uh, feel bad. It's fine. This is absolutely <laughs> with advantage because you are also popping out of your invisibility. So Svartal just yeah. like appears down here. Ravenna, Talonor, Razik, and Reyna. You can see him as all of a sudden he shows up with the axe raised above his head coming chopping down onto the prone woman. Go ahead and roll with advantage S on this. Screaming as always. Um, as yep. <laughs> I start screaming as 21. he screams, like, <laughs> yes! 21 absolutely hits here. Go ahead and roll great axe damage. For seven. seven on the strike. Absolutely. Hacking into her here. She yells out in pain. She is wounded, but she is not downed. Anything else that you would like to do? Uh, no. That's good. Okay. Uh, she is going to attempt to, uh, so it is difficult terrain. She is prone, so it will take her entire movement to stand. Um, and if she wants to get out of this, she has to use an action to do so. I think she just draws her sword here and attempts to fight you. Uh, okay. you are brandishing a great axe in her direction. So she will swing her, her longsword here, uh, one-handed, trying to get her shield out and around as well. The first attack here is an 18 to hit for five slashing and four fire. The next will miss on a five. Nine total. Yep, and at the end of her turn, she has to make another dex save against the <laughs> grease here. That's a 20. She will remain standing. Uh, at the top here, one of our soldiers is dead. This one, however, is alive and is going to make two attacks, one against our machine and one against Darrett. Uh, Joel, I will impose disadvantage on the one against Darrett with okay. uh, deflect oh, attack. Sure. Uh, after the messenger's turn, uh, is my turn. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I, I, I just flipped on through. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll save that for a time. Uh, Razik, go ahead and Reyna. Uh, using my movement, I'm going to go ahead and get up next to Darrett. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's kind of like with Razik. She's really just there to add a helping hand, not really get in the way. She trusts that Darrett has this. Um, and then going to use my action to actually cast Bless on Razik, Alinor, and Darrett. So you guys can all add a D4 to uh, any saving throws or attack rolls. Perfect. Okay. Uh, casting Bless and moving up to support Derrick here. Uh, yes, then the soldier will go and attack one for the machine, one for Derrick, just as I stated before, and you wanted to impose disadvantage on uh, the one against Derrick. Is that correct, Razik? And that's correct, yeah, with the, the with, steel defender. With the, the steel defender, it will deflect the attack, causing it to be a six. Uh, and not hitting here. The second attack, however, against the defender itself is a 17 to hit for five slashing and one fire damage. I know, right? Down at the bottom here, this soldier is going to get up as best as possible. Um, and then, oof, yeah, it takes his whole 
movement to do that. And then, you know what? He sees that he's got a 2v1 situation here against Spartle. He's going to swing out his longsword twice and attempt to just bring him down. Unfortunately, that is a 6 and a 10. We'll miss both. Then roll his deck save for the Grease, which fortunately he does stand on a natural 20. So he's got that there. Uh, Razik, you see the horse continuing to struggle to get up here. They are having trouble in the Grease itself. What do you want to do? Uh, can I move myself here and hit the messenger with a fireball? Or is there Absolutely. like trees in the way here? Okay. Uh, so yeah, there is trees in the way. Like he's, she's going to have a little bit of extra cover, but it's not an impossible kind of shot here. Do that then, so... That is a natural 20. Well, hot damn. On a 27, oh. I think that might hit. That's two net 20s <laughs> um, in a row for you, by the way. I'm just that good. Yeah, ten. you are. For 10 points a nine of and a one. damage. Yeah, that one's a little sad on that front, but that's <laughs> fine. It will do nine points of damage, and she is now greatly injured. The blast in the back here by the firebolt, uh, causing her to scream in pain. Svartal, she is almost dead. Oh. I will then use my bonus action uh, to command my uh, fox to attack the other guard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's uh, a seven. A seven! Uh, we're on that, that one, miss. actually. Yeah, uh, we're <laughs> just swinging both ways here. It's great. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is some of your movement remaining here, Razik, if you'd like to use it. Uh, no, I'll stay where I am. Perfect. Ravenna, your brother is battling two uh, enemies towards the south. What would you like to do? Um... Is he standing, the one They're, next to? Both of them are now. All right, I'm going to uh, throw a another my other javelin. Okay. At uh, the damaged woman. Okay, so the messenger. Yes, I will attempt to. Sure. That is a natural 20. That's a 25. This is unbelievable. Yeah, roll oh, damage. Dear. That hits. For four, did you click the javelin underneath that? Because oh, I wait. need another d6. There you go for 10. Oh, well, there we go. another three for seven total points of piercing damage. It slams into her back here, matching the exact location of that firebolt, and she drops into the grease. I will, I will go. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Okay, Ravenna, that is your action. You have a bonus action and movement remaining. Yes, I will then, uh, I believe that my brother has the other man, so I will, well, no, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over there. One, yeah, just two, give some support. Three, four. I'll take both these kills from me and be so pissed. Two, three, four, <laughs> five. I'm gonna go five. Okay. okay. Absolutely. There we go. Uh, Derek is, is next up here. Uh, he is going to swing against the soldier with his sword. Uh, he does get the d Four, which may help him. He rolls high enough. He does not. Uh, he unfortunately will miss one more time. We love that. At the top of the turn order, the horses are like shying and pulling away. The one that was already un unraveled here is going to use its you know time to get up. Uh, and since it has been un uh, tied from the, the the stakes here, is going to just start galloping off into the woods this direction. The other ones just pull at their stakes backwards towards the cliff's edge here before they can do anything else. Talonor, what would you like to do? Um... Hmm. How wounded is the guy next to Ravenna and Svartal? Uh, I mean, yeah, let me, let me get him, uh, let me get him marked here. He is bloodied as yeah. well. The one yeah, here yeah. has not yet seen any damage, but the one to the south is bloodied. 
Okay. Wondering if we want a uh, prisoner or not. Um, do you know what? I'll just take a shot at finishing off the bloodied one. I'll move up a little bit. I'm just okay. going to lob a fireball at him. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and roll. That is uh, only a nine. Nine! Him, Unfortunately, that will miss as he's able to duck underneath the firebolt there. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll end my turn there. I don't want to expend sure. too much. Yeah. Svartal, what do you want to do? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what do I want to do? I've been thinking about it this whole time. Um, we had a plan, and then plans changed. Uh, so... He, so Svartal just got hit once. He's, you know, he's, he's dipping and dodging for the most part. But, and he, like, he's like, ow, that hurt a little bit. But then he sees Ravenna's spear come out of nowhere and quite literally take the glory out of his hands. And he gets so, like, it's cartoonishly, you, you just see, yeah! you just see steam. Yeah, yeah, he looks in the, in the distance past the, the messenger and you see, Ravenna celebrating and he gets he's just steam is pouring out of his ears and he gets so mad and he screams up at the sky as loud as he can so ferociously that you, he starts to grow a snout <laughs> and he quite literally grows a animal looking bear looking snout out of his uh uh, his mouth, and uh, he is now very angry and raging, and uh, he goes to take a bite out of this man next to him. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I don't necessarily know how to roll this. It just says your mouth transforms into a bestial muzzle. It deals 1d8 piercing damage on hit, but what am I rolling to hit? Counts as a simple melee weapon. You add your strength modifier to attack and damage rolls with it. You choose the weapon's form each time you rage. So this is going to be the two hit is still going to be like great axe. I just roll my great axe. You then. just roll okay. great axe and I'll, I'll add bite later. It's fine. Uh, okay. Uh, not advantage. Yep. This will be a, a straight roll with the bite 17. here. 17 will hit as the bear like muzzle lunges forward. He goes, oh, fuck is that? And then bitten. <laughs> on his body here uh so then i need you to roll the bite damage which is a d8 six for six points uh of damage plus your your strength modifier so that'll be six oh. plus the three for three. nine total points of damage does um, rage get added onto that yes it is a melee so it'll be plus two to that too so 11 points of damage you get regain a number of hit points equal to your proficiency bonus um, provided you have half, less than half of your hit points, so you get plus two. Um, I don't, I don't have less than, less than half of my hit points. 14 is less than half of 28, or 29, sorry. Am I misreading? I 14? That's what your sheet says, uh, or your token says to me. Oh, it says 23 to me. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. You don't regain any hit points, but you do deal 11 points of damage, and he dies. He gets his Unless throat torn weird. out by the bear jaw. Rawr. I scream like yeah! <laughs> so so <laughs> nobody nobody in the world has ever seen this before. In fact, Spartal has never seen that before. Yeah, you uh, just turned into an. Ravenna is overcome with uh, just... adrenaline, so she she is not really processing the fact that he just yeah. did that. But yeah, she's that's just like, fair. Aah! Yeah, no, just I'm just pointing out the fact that doing the shocked Pikachu meme. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> has never done never done that before. Didn't even know he could. He was just so mad that it happened. Oh. Bartle. You murder this guy. 
Uh, you have movement remaining if you'd like to use it. DM's like, don't, um, don't feel bad about it after the attack. Well, you murdered this guy. So. <laughs> he he would just sit there. I think he would be seething just with yeah. blood all over his mouth. Sure. Uh, okay, Reyna. Uh, seeing that there is one last mercenary standing, uh, we're going to go ahead and try and take him alive. So sure. going to try and do some non-lethal damage to this guy. He has not seen any damage here. yet, uh, so keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, we're going to go ahead and be here. It's the Squire of Salomnia one that I'm reading. I'm just making sure I can do this. Yeah, it's up to like your amount of yes. proficiency okay. bonus or whatever, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. So two-handed, long swords, shield still on my back. We're going to attempt to attack. Okay. That is a natural 20. You guys have rolled an unusual amount of natural 20s <laughs> this evening, but that's... Try to take him alive. Wow, that's crazy. All right, yeah, 25. Go ahead and roll damage for the long sword there by Ooh. clicking longsword two-handed underneath that 25. Long sword two-handed. For 14 and total points eight. of damage. Uh, plus the D8 there, so 17 total points of damage. He goes from very healthy to almost dead pretty much immediately. Nice. Okay. He's dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. Um, cool. So, like, you watch as Reyna goes to, like, take a slash, but instead sidesteps and then just takes the butt of her sword and lands it in the back of his neck. You watch the eyes roll into his head and just falls to the ground. Mm. Starts dragging him, his limp body, and chucks it onto the horse because I don't want to drag him or carry him. Okay. Uh, Derrett will assist you in this. That was well done. And the combat will kind of come to a close here as you were deftly able to eliminate the guards that were here. Getting. Ravenna, I have another one for you to torture. Ah, and she turns around like after like yeah ah yes <laughs> absolutely Excellent. yeah uh looking about the area here Svartle, as the battle dies down you you know feel the muzzle and snout kind of receding back into your face you're able to kind of collect yourself here but blood still stains your mouth and beard uh rather heavily this does give us a bit of time to collect the horses and the people and the prisoner and perhaps head back down into Vogler in a much safer, less gnome-flinger way. It seems that things are taking off here in Vogler, and perhaps battle and war has come to this peaceful village's edge. We'll see how that progresses in the next episode. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. It's been Diefall Presents Dragonlance Shadow of the Dragon Queen. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah! Bye. Yeah! Bye. <laughs> <laughs>